0: Thank you for listening to the Old 77 podcast. But what
1: the And welcome back to the Old 77 in an unsafe world. <laughs> Maddie is not a...
0: How does that happen? Dave, every do you time? fucking
2: hate me? <laughs> well, this is the second time Wait, hold on, on this show. Hold on. Are buddy? you fucking <laughs> muted <him> my ass? <laughs>
3: Who are you? Hi there. This is the old 77 a safe on? place in an unsafe world. I'll right see here. <laughs> right now. Warning <laughs> foul
2: language may occur due to
3: the subject matter.
2: Oh man, I'm so friggin' horny. Become a
1: subscriber at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Subscribers
3: get bonus
0: old. content and early access to episodes. Find out more at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Thanks for listening.
3: Sex, drugs, and rock and
2: roll. <laughs> oh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It is official. It is swamp ass season here in Missouri. That is true. Yes, sir. From the old 77 studios. This is the old 77. It is a safe place. In an unsafe world. Hello, Gentlemen, guys. It is great to be back. To <laughs> it see is. Beautiful faces. And we have a guest tonight. Yes. We have a good guest tonight. My it's going to be a great show. My man, an old friend of... of uh, of mine from way back in the Vermont <laughs> days. He's my Vermont dad. I always tell people, like, I always describe him as my Vermont dad when I spent a couple years up there.
3: Right, except your dad. Went, your Louis dad would you up with get you know, we. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, here we go again. Oh, he's the cool <laughs> dad. Yeah, here yeah, we go he's again. He's the cool dad. Louis Mano, Vermont uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster. Welcome, brother. Welcome to the show, Louis. Hey,
3: Welcome, sir. nice to be on with you guys. The old 77.
0: Yeah, yeah yes yeah, sir yeah, yeah, yeah. we're
2: excited to have you man so louie um what even what have you been doing with yourself these days
3: well i'm a uh yeah i worked with matt in here in vermont what in uh what was that 2000, 2007 2008
2: 2009
3: wow yeah. yeah when i first when i first met matt when I first met, I said to him, uh, "Hey, how you doing? Where you from?" He told me he just moved in from Florida, and uh, <laughs> that, you know he had, you know he had a moving truck, work of stuff coming, and yeah. he's excited to be there. You know, and then I you know I said to him, "Look, I, you know I don't want to bust your bubble, but uh, <laughs> you know, he basically laid uh, it out for me this there. Is, uh, you know we worked for a company, and their main business was renting tower space." So the guy that owned the company bought radio stations just so he could have the towers to rent out space Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, uh, cell phones were starting to take off back then.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Oh yeah. And and so like, uh, that's why we were in a radio station. What were there, Matt? There were seven fully equipped studios in there and there was like one live show going on the whole building.
2: Yeah, there was seven. There was a seven station cluster and, uh, Oh, man. The, uh, the general manager of that cluster was a fun sucker. We've talked about him on previous episodes. Oh, yeah. We called him Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. So, Louie and I, we would have... <laughs> Well,
3: I'll tell you. I, you want to hear the story? I mean, it's, I mean it Go is a podcast, it. so I guess you can tell anything. Yes, yeah, you, you can say anything, anything you want, man. Curse word. No FCC <laughs> so, here, right. man. So, I mean, I mean it's not. It's, what I'm saying is it's just a boring story about getting a job. Uh, I don't I, I run a station with my buddies and then uh we sold it. Of course the guy that bought it off us had to keep us on a year. You know, as part of the deal, and he got rid of us like the, the, the day the year was up. He threw us <laughs> out of there. So I bought a deli in town called the Radio Delhi and uh while I was at the while I was at the uh the Radio Delhi, uh uh, you know, I, I I got to go back on my old show again because the owner, we we were getting the news because the radio guys owned a deli. So, yeah, it's a small town. It's easy to get on the news around here. Mm-hmm. One time I got on evening I survived walking around with a box on my head, but that's another story. <laughs> I don't know. That so <laughs> it sounds like a necessary story a to tell. <laughs> and then, you know, I eventually told the guy, I was like, I'm literally too busy, for, you know, actually running a business and having a real job to do this. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can take, you know, take off with that. Then when I sold the deli a couple of it was like seven or eight years later, mm-hmm. uh, I decided I would like to go back into broadcasting. And I was like, well, who the hell's going to hire me around here? And I don't really feel like moving. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to be a consultant because you know I have all this experience." <laughs> so I walked into this cluster. It's cluster fucking. And uh, oh. <laughs> to the then general manager, "I said, listen, uh, I know you have seven stations. I know you don't really have anything going on. Nobody knows about any of your stations. I've got a little recogni- name recognition around here, and I have some ideas, and maybe I can, you know, help put your stations on the map." He said, "Okay, we'll come back in two days, and we'll make a deal." And in that ensuing time, the one live show they had was a country show. Of course. And uh, the guy, a guy named Gigi Griggs. And he wrapped his pickup truck around a uh, you know, a stoplight in the middle of the night and died oh. mm-hmm. in the middle of the negotiation. That's... And they called me up and said, look, we can't ask you this, but could you take over this guy's show for a while? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, then we'll you know talk about the consulting gig later on. So it's like, well, I, you know, it's not that I don't like country music. It's just that I'm a I'm a Brooklyn boy. I don't really know much about country music. Yeah. But I said, okay, I, you know, I needed a job. I took the job. And then you know, when I got in there, I said, look uh, to the audience, ah, I'm from uh, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and all I know about a country music is what I'd seen on like E! and... On, you know, on the Beverly Hills. Valley. So I started calling call myself the Brooklyn Buckaroo. And then I would play it and analyze it and go, wait a minute. Like there'd be a song called uh, I'll Take Fries With That. And I would play the song and I would analyze it and go, so the guy lost his girlfriend, the guy stole his truck, and he wants to give him fries too? You know, I would analyze them. And, you know, and then from there, I wound up staying at the station. That's where I eventually met Matt. It was just a strange radio station. Nobody really cared about what was going on. It was. A very, I would go from uh, days. I would go days at a time without seeing anybody in there. I mean, literally days at a time. So. Wow.
2: It, it was a very odd feeling. It was like you're in the 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 radio twilight world. Yeah. Yeah. It like really,
3: it, was twilight it, world.
2: But then you had this vampire cruising the hallways.
3: <laughs> just right, you the know, guy who hired me. The guy that hired me got fired because yeah, in did. order to collect his, his bonus as a general manager, he had to sell a certain amount of advertising, and he didn't. So he fudged the book. Yeah, he fudged doing so oh, Jesus. It. Nice. <laughs> so they fired him. They fired his ass, and then uh, this guy Bobula takes over, and he was like, a, like what was he? <laughs> Matt, what was he? he was there. I used to call him that because... He, he would suck the well, fun out of it. He called him. me in his office, <laughs> right? But after the transition, he called me in his office, and he's standing near a window, and he, you know, like some older people, their skin is translucent. <laughs> I could literally see blood flowing through veins while he was yeah. talking to me. I just couldn't stop looking at it. It was it de- it was
2: definitely distracting because every time I had a one on one, or if he came into like voice a spot
4: uh-huh.
2: and this client like requested this guy to be on it mm-hmm. i'm like why he sucks he's terrible he's like a terrible voice guy mm-hmm. but um he would come in i'm just distracted by his like vampire-ish like skin dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god do you hang upside down when you go to bed
3: right like he was a creepy guy remember? you know i mean we would have we would have company meetings and matt would just make eye contact with me yeah <sighs> and he was losing the meeting and then he would like afterwards like we'd go out in the hall he punched me in the arm and go don't fucking do that to me (laughs) yeah like hey dude i'm just sitting there
2: yeah he was a he was a pos um i remember when (laughs) towards the end of my time in that cluster i was actually um i was i was a target of bobby la oh what really so the traffic girl who's whose desk was like directly next to his office. And those walls were like paper thin. I mean, they, they, they really were. This place was, this, this place was a dump. Mm-hmm. And she heard Bobby led talking to the GM at the time mm-hmm. about how negative I was. And Matt's <laughs> attitude has to change or something has to happen. Blah! So she came in, she's like, Bobby was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, fuck. I mean, I was like, what's he? And he, she's like, it's all negative. So, like, I went down the hallway, knocked on his door. He opened it. I was like, do we need to have a talk? He's like, hi, Matt. How are you? Like, acting nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he was the type of guy who would be, like, super nice to you, asking about your family. But oh, yeah. I hate that, if, dude. You know, but if you're not around, he's stabbing you directly in the yep. back.
3: Yep. We know the type. Hey, can I say something about radio that I think is a universal truth? And all you guys, I think, will agree with me. Please. It attracts... Absolute best people in the world, and the most <laughs> vicious, low-life scumbags in the world. Oh it God. really does, dude. Yeah.
1: I've met the most interesting you people know who's in radio. In radio?
3: Mm-hmm. You know who's in radio? People that want to be famous but have no talent. Right. Yeah. That's who's in radio. You're right.
0: Yeah. So you get some big egos.
3: <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. It's and they like, always hey, swing around. Talent? Oh, mm-hmm. I like. I like to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it is also another reason people get into. Back in my day, people got into. If you're like a plain-looking guy, you might have a shot if you had an interesting job. Uh, back, you know, in the uh, back in the '70s and '80s. So that's another reason a lot of people got into radio. So not the best crop of people in the world, I'll tell no. you.
0: Yeah, wide range of people
3: yeah, in my experience.
2: Literally, it was me and me and Louis, and then uh, a guy named J.J. Preve, who was the program director of one of the radio stations. And that was it. That was the only live programming bodies we had in the building. And Louie and I, well, Louie and I became real close. And so like, I got a DUI there. Mm -hmm. Louie went to court with me. He's like, man, I feel bad for you. He's like, do you need me to go with you? I was like, could you? Yeah. So like I stood there. Yeah. Pleading to the judge. Look, man, I messed up. You can look at my record. Tear in his
1: eye. Matt,
2: Matt got a good deal without a lawyer. Yeah, because we like, a lawyer. So if you don't, if you don't need a lawyer, call me up. Yeah, I'll that's stand right. for you. <laughs> like, listen, man, Dave, don't do up.
1: That. choice of a lawyer should not be solely
0: chosen by. <laughs> Make sure that you speed that up super fast <laughs> right. on the episode. But not only that, they
3: well, I, mean, what, I mean, my thought is too. Yeah. If you are dead to rights and you and you got caught being drunk and driving, yeah, you know a lawyer's really not going to help you that much, really.
2: Sure. Especially if you blew and you blew like a. Oh, mine was a 0. 0.17. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm drunk. Like yeah. I wasn't going to deny was a that point i It 0.7? Seven? Uh, 0.17, yeah. Oh,
1: I'm like a, pretty... a
3: 1.7 is like dead, right?
2: I know. I knew <laughs> a guy. I, knew, I was going to say. I knew a guy. You had a
3: pretty good load on him, Matt.
2: And, and Devin, if you, you listen if to this.
3: I not if It's my tell. first time, Judge, really. He's like, damn, you really <laughs> went over. Does Matt still doing the same thing where he gets a little quiet when he's in dark when he's drunk? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah right hanging
0: in corners and yeah stuff.
3: Right. no not really no
0: <laughs> no he becomes super lovable. I'm just well, I' just busting give involved.
2: Well I, I do know a guy his name's Devin he lives in Florida now uh, an old friend of mine and uh, he contacts me once in a while. He blew a 0.30 he was literally dead driving a car. Jesus Oh Jesus. that's dead that is dead. Yeah, he went to jail for it, obviously. For man. being dead. <laughs> Can't <laughs> drive that way. They arrested him. Well, they knocked on his door and him. I the would
3: be the bartender that served that guy. Damn. <laughs> no I mean, shit, no right? Kidding, right? That guy was getting hammered. When a guy blows that heavy, you know, you would have a clue by the time he leaves, you know? Mm. I wonder, he like... He was a good tipper. I don't yeah. understand.
0: Oh. I wonder what the world record is for highest blood alcohol content, you know, without... Without dying, without dying, I, I would don't say know. probably that. That's probably a, that, borderline. That's yeah. A, yeah. that's a record I'm not all gonna right. try to if,
3: chase. So moving if from I wasn't, where... if I wasn't talking to you on my phone, I'd Google it. Hey, oh, Matt, okay. speaking about bars. Remember when we were, we were at the Maple Festival? And we go to that oh my bar God! Yeah, it's all these, there's all Sing... these bikers in there. Was that like single? And Olden? then he goes, he goes, "Hey, everybody!" And he points to me. This is the Brooklyn Buckaroo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: freaking asshole
2: what an asshole he literally gave me one of those new york looks <laughs> like Fucking <freaking> asshole. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the maple the, festival yeah have, like vermont this is what they have up there dude they okay. they cherish their maple maple syrup man you know, their oh, cheese man. their beer yeah you know. their cousins yeah, and their lot. sisters they're very simple folks well, in fish, fish is Vermont. There's a lot of cool musicians up there, like Andrew mm-hmm. and Margaret. Like I had a bunch of friends there's, up there. There's, a, right lot cool there's
3: a, lot a lot of cool po- people, but now we're taking on a lot of we're taking on a lot of posers up here in Vermont. Though it is becoming like Colorado here. It Really,
2: yeah. is. Is it like a hipster paradise or something?
3: Oh, it, it was when you were here, but it's just thicker, man. It's thicker. There's less real people around. There really, it's. It's really hard not to offend people around here. It really is. It yeah. really, really is. Mm-hmm. That's a You shame, know, like the bro. whole mask. And people will get right in your face if you don't wear a mask around here.
2: Oh, my man. God. They really, really Still? Still? That's ironic.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, that, you know, I mean, the governor just, let, you know, lifted the ban around here. Yeah. And you don't really need a mask, especially if you're vaccinated. Right. But right. I still get looked when I go in stores, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. That's sad that we've come to this in society where someone's going to judge you for your mask. You know, it's your, it's, your well, it's pretty easy it. to do that,
3: isn't it? It's a pretty easy way to judge somebody. You don't Absolutely. really
2: have to think. It's pretty black I'm and white. I'm making up with the mask people. <laughs> it's funny because it's the <laughs> other way. It's the other way around here in Vermont. I mean, in uh, Missouri, if you're seen with a mask on, you know, they're like. People dude, might give you looks. This guy's an idiot. Yeah. and you That's know, cool. Yeah, and, and here in Missouri, man, like, not like we're done with wearing masks. Like, people were tired of it. So. Pretty much,
1: it does seem that way. It feels that way. Yeah. that we're mm-hmm. just out of nowhere. It's just done.
2: I hardly see anyone. Well, that's the
3: thing. It does feel like it's over, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like it's over.
2: Yeah. No one's talking about it anymore. For
3: now, though,
2: right? What happens if it comes
3: back? That's my worry.
2: Yeah. When it's well, I think it's when it's convenient for the government to bring it back.
3: I mean, what? I mean, look. It didn't seem to you that they held on to this power a little longer than? Yeah, it for sure. Like absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know the, and the small businesses really were the only ones hurt around you. Like, uh, you know, I own this deli, and I can tell you, if I went four days without revenue, I'm oh, gone. I'm yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, absolutely. You know, I don't know how these people did it. You yeah, know, man. everything's closed around here, Matt. There's a lot of stuff that you remember. Is closed. Yeah. It's closed. Really? Not they,
2: like yeah. a lot of those, like, cool private places? Yeah. Wow. A lot of them are closed. How about the that?
0: Yeah, that's what sucks about this whole
2: thing, well, man. Well, they, they talk about all the dead people. But you know what? You're not talking about the people who are living still, who are suffering through all their financial problems. I mean, it affected more of the living than it did the dead. Yes. Let's not let us be honest. Right. And we
3: don't really know, don't really know exactly what the numbers right. are because... Nobody died of cancer. Nobody died of the flu. Right. There weren't been traffic accidents. You know, we don't know. But anyway, every other freaking. It was so politicized. It was so
2: politicized, man. We don't know really what the (laughs) truth is. Let's be honest. It was so politicized. Well,
3: I, you know, like I'm not, you know, I work out of my house now. I'm an older guy and I'm not quite out in the world as much as I used to be. So I observed this whole thing. And, you know, I'm a guy that grew up. In the seventies and eighties, where the world was a lot cooler then, I will oh, tell you. Absolutely. You know, we yeah. people had laughs. People knew how to laugh, and people knew exactly what they needed to know about the world around them in history. But yeah. they didn't make it their whole freaking life. You know, so I, you know, I look at the way things have gotten now, and you know, I, I guess i would become the old man that shakes his head all the time because
1: that's what I am now. You know? I can't wait to be that old man.
3: Yeah, I feel like I am that man already. <laughs> sometimes, also, well, man, you're not alone. I, no, you guys also, are souls.
1: I also want to be that you old man old that souls. can walk up into a, you know, up into a store and just start stuffing shit in his pants, right? And everybody's, right. they're like, well, you, "Oh, that's just that old Scott guy. He's totally fine. Just let him go. <laughs> he's Apparently, cool."
3: Apparently, you can do that now. <laughs> you know, right? You've seen the news, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, San Francisco. You know, just I, walk I, in. I was watching, and again, everybody's talking. Everybody's talking about this stuff, but I'm watching the news this morning, and they show a film. And this, I'm watching CBS News, right? And they show a film of a guy going into a, a Walgreens, and he's just stuffing stuff down his pants. <laughs> and then one of the one of, one of the anchors goes, "Well, if somebody does, that's a desperate act. He must be hungry if he's doing that." You know, I don't know. Maybe he's just a criminal. <laughs> you know, that's not the reaction that you have. Yeah. I mean, the guy was stealing razor blades. Those are expensive, by the way. <laughs> right. yeah, I no feel like shit. stealing razors.
1: You know, if he's stealing like a a thing of you know, steak. You know, pisses me off. There you go.
3: Printer ink. I hate printer ink. Oh yeah. You why? know when that when Carly Fiorino was running for president uh-huh. and she was in the debates, I was like, ask her why it fucking ain't so expensive. <laughs> printer Print ink, ink is too ink. damn high. What do they do? Melt your new political body. The tomorrow?
0: price of ink is too damn high.
3: <laughs> Let's see Harry's Shave Club take on ink. Yeah. yeah. Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd see that. So, what did what did your network? Not that I'm interviewing you, but I'm just wondering what a, a sports network does during a pandemic. When you don't have, uh, you know, games happening. how did you guys fill that in? Well, that's
2: a really good question, Louie, because we did a lot of alternative programming where we did. Yeah,
3: we scrambled.
2: We scrambled and we did classic game setups where we would come up with a log. We would have a a set number of commercial breaks, which Mm -hmm. is like 10 commercial breaks. And then we would have segments. So we'd have to go into these games and cut out like a certain amount of the game Mm -hmm. and then, it would all be like pre-cut, and then we would have to place it, and then we would load it up for download on our um, on our cloud drive. Yeah. So all these affiliates can go and you know, like download all of these classic games off of their affiliate wow. website. Yeah,
1: just repackaged old wow. shit,
0: basically.
2: Yeah. Right. We did a lot of that.
3: We I did. did
1: a... I spent. Did yeah, people?
3: I... Did you get any feedback? Did people listen to that? Um, I know. Like yes. We we were we yanking. Affiliates on my radio station, and we used to tape some games in the summer and run them in February just to get people all, you know, whipped up for baseball again. We ended up, we had a lot of listeners for that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we ended up fulfilling a lot of our national commitments with that. Mm -hmm. So it it worked out. We got to keep a good chunk of change, and we ended up uh, uh, diverging off into an esports network. We started one of those during the pandemic, yeah. Um, where we're treating it like like game day. Um we're also setting up to do more uh in terms of sports and stuff too. Like they broke out into bleachers and into concessions, so when it all comes back, we're we're
3: gonna be banging. Yeah. Oh, right cool. down, right down to your oh, ticket, great. man. Yep. Yeah. That's great. You need to uh you need to do uh uh you know, fighting robots and uh <laughs> that's more a stuff thing. like that's that. Nice. Yeah, that's more a fighting thing. robots. So you and, believe and it or look, not, there's a great gaming network I watch sometimes. What it's like? Here I am. I'm watching friggin' kids play video games on TV. It's pretty yeah. good, though.
2: It's truly amazing, and it's a billion dollar industry. The media, is so exciting.
3: Yeah. Last year, the esports wow, industry cool. brought
1: in twelve billion dollars. Mm. They're projected to bring in twenty-four next wow. year. Double B with a billion. Yeah, yeah they've been doubling every year in the United States.
0: What was I watching the other day? I was watching some some show the other day, where um, I was watching like a talk show and they had a video game player on the talk Mm -hmm. show. Like that was all he was known for, was playing video games. Yeah, there's
1: a video gamer out, I think his name's Rush, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah, and he's like literally been on the Nike, mm-hmm. you know, shoes. Yeah. He's got Nike shoes. He's got uh, a Wheaties box out. Uh this guy was in Sports
0: Illustrated. Yeah, the yeah. Guy that dude, I was... it's
2: a whole gener, whole new generation big. of game of of sports. Dude. It's yeah. a thing now, man. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's real cool. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna take a break. Real I like quick. I
3: like BattleBot.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Hell yeah. Louis, uh, hold are on. Take a
3: break. <laughs> yeah, hold, on.
2: <laughs> hold on to that thought. Uh, shout out to my boy, Bryce Hickman, uh, Hickman's Automotive. Check him out on yeah, Facebook man. or at his website. Dude, he is a talented guy, and he has some great people working for him. Has great prices. Check him out if you need auto work done. And also, last flight here in Jefferson City. Yes, right there on Heisinger Road. Yep. Uh, Dave and Bobby Showers will be playing there July twenty first. My this birthday, guy right here, dude. I'm telling you, the playlist. I can only imagine what it is. Oh man, we're gonna have some fun. It's A lot be, of Jack Johnson, it's Sublime, gonna be good. yeah. Maybe a little hip hop thrown in
0: for there. Sure, right? For sure. For sure. Also, if the people
1: want it. Don't forget, you guys can check us out on patreon.com. Get video of today's show. That's right. Patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. That's right. Yeah, the old 77 yeah. podcast. That's so right. So we'll be
2: right back with broadcast Hall of Famer in Vermont, my boy Louis Mano. We'll be right back. Round two. The Brooklyn Buckaroo. Yeah, boy. Giddy up. We'll be right back there just heading into the sunset on my horse. <laughs>
4: Ha, ha, ha.
1: In the Groove, Vinyl Records and More has the widest variety of new and used music, carrying new and reissued vinyl, used CDs and cassette tapes, in business for over 20 years, offering the best variety and service we possibly can. In the year 2000, we started out as a little hole in the wall, and now In the Groove is a full-service record shop with thousands of records to choose from, buying rock, jazz, R&B, soul, and blues records, 33s, 45s, and 78s. We also buy CDs and cassette tapes we've been buying and selling since 2000 in the groove is a one-stop shop for records stereo equipment cds and other fun oddities 708 jefferson street jefferson city missouri give us a thumbs up and follow us on facebook in the groove vinyl records and more
2: Welcome back to the old hey. 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. World, 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 world. <sighs> now back. we're doing it right. Yeah, we're back with Louie Mano. All the way from Burlington, man. Vermont. Special guest. Yes, sir. So what to do, Louie? Broadcast Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Hey, Louie, let's get back to, uh, you were telling us about you and Jim Condon. God rest his soul. Um, you guys <laughs> uh, owning the radio station. Tell us some. <laughs> Tell us how you got into that um, that kind of predicament.
3: All right. Well, I uh, worked with Jim in Mr. Connecticut, and I enjoyed working with Jim. We just had a, you know, uh, you know, when you riff with people, you guys know what it's like, right? When you find somebody that you can work well with, you riff. Sure. Right. Okay. Well, we're and sitting right here, right here. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing and, it. You know. Stuff, you know. You know. You just good stuff just comes out. And it feels really good to be up in that place, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I wanted to work with Jim again. I just thought that, you know, both of our careers would do better if we teamed up. So I was working in Hartford, Connecticut, one of the biggest FMs in the country, FM, And I had just been filling in on their morning show, which had like 3 million listeners. And I was like 25 at the time. I was scared shitless, but I did it, you know? And they liked it. But they leaked to the paper in Hartford that they might that they they weren't gonna hire the other the guy was the guy whose show I was doing was out on contract negotiations and that they decided to permanently replace him mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I thought I read it in the paper and they inferred that it was me but I got all excited I'm like we're all set you know that I would have went from working overnights to doing this great morning show I was like going nuts and then. My boss called me, you didn't read the paper, did you? I said, yeah. He says, look, we're trying to get Gary to come back. And I kind of leaked that to the paper to make him want to come back. And, uh, you know, we're we're grooming you for our other radio station in San Francisco. So please be patient. I'm sorry I did that to you. Just then, my friend Jim happened to be in town visiting his brother. And he said, there's an opening in Vermont. And I think they'll match your pay, because I was in the union at the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, let's go. And I pulled up stakes and moved to Vermont. So I worked here a while and it went very well. Um, It was mostly automated stations in the market when I got here. And uh, the first news story I saw was that the electric plant that burns wood, um, people were complaining because the wood chips smelled like vinegar. So I went to the local garden center and I bought a case of... uh, uh, you know, wood mulch, and I sprayed it with vinegar, and I put it in baggies, and I had the labels made up, and I went around town and introduced myself, giving away commemorative wood chips from the uh, wood. <laughs> That's how I And so, you know, from there I took off pretty well, you know, mm-hmm. my buddy Jimmy and I, and uh, we were big fans of uh, sketch comedy, so we wrote a lot of bits, and uh, we had the socialist mayor, Bernie Sanders, was oh. the mayor of our town at that time. And yes, that bernie Sanders mm-hmm. so uh, we did a bit about him uh based on an old t v show called Leave it to Beaver. It's been it's quintessential nineteen fifties uh you know white bread America, and uh, they have a couple of kids, so Beaver's one of the kids we made Bernie beaver, and uh so you know they would have plots like he's a newspaper boy, but If William F. Buckley has a column, he tears it out. He tears out all the, you know, politically undigestible stuff. You know, his lemonade stand sells uh, lemonade on a sliding scale based on your ability to pay. Mm -hmm. You know, we did stuff like that that really put us on.
2: (laughs) So was Bernie? And then um, I had a. a... Did
3: you ever get him really on the show? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Was he really? Oh yeah. Yeah, his big complaint was he didn't mind the leave it to Bernie. His big complaint that he that he didn't get more airtime to talk about his uh, policies for the city. So I think they gave him a Sunday show after the after he complained yeah. about
0: it. But was he was yeah, he cool I mean, about it
3: though? <laughs> Did he take it with good humor at least? I mean, you know, you really can't tell with Bernie because he's always got a sour puss, but He's yes, always he's always, <laughs> always grumpy, right? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. were very true to him. You know, yeah. like we didn't. We didn't make uh, disparage him as a human being. We sure. we just juxtaposed his politics into the real world. Right. And by the way, the real world wasn't that crazy back then. So yeah. No shit. It, right. It was a lot funnier. Now people go, "Well, what's so funny about that?" So yeah, anyway, somebody's going to get mad. What eventually led us to buying a radio station is me getting fired, and the reason I got fired was i had a uh, for my previous job i had a tour jacket with my name on it and my uh then general manager um who i guess was doing an eight ball of coke at night at the time Jesus. <laughs> hey it was the 80s right uh yeah. wore my jacket he wore my jacket he went to a couple of bars saying he was main trying to pick chicks up you know oh, saying man, he was man. ready so one morning on my show, I get a call from some uh, a, a young lady, and she goes, "You were pretty wild in the bar last night." Oh no! So uh, I said, "Hmm," and I said, uh, "Let me ask you something. Am I bald?" Because he was bald. He goes, "Yes." I said, "Oh, that wasn't me, but I know who that was." <laughs> and then when I and then when I got off the air, I knew the honeymoon was over for me at that radio station. Oh man! Um, yeah, yeah. And then you know. I'd gotten a buddy of mine a job as the PD there, and he, he you know, basically, essentially said, "Look, Louie makes twenty grand a year more than you, and if you uh, help me get rid of him, I'll give you that money." So that's that put me out into the world, and then I was—I uh, didn't know what to do. I went for a few job interviews. I got offered jobs. I didn't want to leave. Right. So I was doing odd jobs in the town. It was funny. I, you know, I was selling T-shirts in a cart. You know, I uh, worked at the fair as a roadie. I actually roadied for Myron Florin, a famous accordion player at the time. Hmm. None of you guys know the reference, so I shouldn't even mention it. But, <laughs> oh uh, I'm like, any I guy, ra- anybody, anyone? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, right over my head. I ran, over I, ran, now, it, maybe? I ran into a guy who was doing a talk show on a competing stage. He goes, I'm going to Florida for a month. Why don't you take over my show? So I said, yeah, I never did talk radio, but I'll do that. Mm -hmm. So I did the show and I loved it. It was just like great. I don't have to play any records you know, I could just blah 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 and I and my buddy Jim was uh, Working for a campaign as a press secretary at the time And I would have him on as a guest and then suddenly I said why don't you quit that job and work with me? So he did quit the job, but the guy didn't want to hire him. I had the guy split my salary with him and and we worked there I eventually was made general manager of the station and I hired all my out-of-work buddies I had like <laughs> a huge, the a huge payroll yeah. and, and it lasted about a year before the guy who was just a, it was a holding company he didn't know what the hell you know he was doing and the, I didn't either and he eventually was wanted to put the company up for sale and that's when I put together a coalition of rich people that I knew in the area and we mm-hmm. bought the station and we owned the station for 10 years it was great.
2: Was that the like best ten years of your life? As far it as, was. Like, professionally, professionally. Well, it was
3: hard. It was a hard ten years. Yeah. Because everything cost five thousand. Like we started a radio. We bought this radio station for like mm. three hundred grand, and then we had like a month worth of operating capital, and that runs out really quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had to sell ads. Our heads were like ten bucks each, you know. Mm-hmm. But every time something broke, it cost five grand. Need a new tube in a transmitter, five grand. Mm. Need a new uh, capacitor, five grand. <laughs> so we would we, we didn't always pay ourselves. How many times? And subsequently, I had I had to take like odd job. So yeah. yeah, How many times yeah, did I you worked... like
2: Jimmy rig something just to have it work so you can you so you can guys can be oh on oh the I Jerry rig so.
3: but nobody's business man. One time we had a hum on the station. Uh, it was out of our main studio, and we were all almost all local shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, whenever I touched uh, a wire, the hum would stop. So I had to crouch on the floor all day and hold a friggin' wire all day <laughs> to keep the hum from stopping. So did somebody re- did somebody relieve you
0: so you could at least take bathroom breaks? Right,
3: right, I, right. I did, I did. I did. We did work in like two-hour shifts, but we did. You know, we took care of each other. Yeah. We just Yeah. You know, in the meantime, I was writing commercials under there while I'm holding it, like with a legal pad, my other hand. Yeah, man. You, you got writing it. Right. Right. And uh, the whole operation was. It was. We called it the crack house. That was our name for it. it was, <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> We had a, the door on the bathroom had no hinges on it, so we'd have to, like, it was like a hatch that we had to put in front of the door where we went to the bathroom. It was really quite a, it was quite an experience. And we didn't have much to work with either, you know? Yeah. If there was a mouse at the radio station, we would put a microphone in the bathroom where the mouse was and by the trap, and, you know, let's check in with the mouse mic. <laughs> So
2: you guys were you I mean it's it's great that you had full
3: creative control over it. Right. Oh right. man. We did, we did such strange stuff there. We did a we used to do uh every other Saturday we did a show called the Reggae Polka Fest. And it was literally a saw we, <laughs> <one reggae> <laughs> we played one polka song and one, combination. one reggae song. We played polka song and reggae song. Well, the reason why we did it was because on the air, was playing around uh, with one of the turntables, and I played a reggae song fast. I said, "It sounds just like a polka." <laughs> so yeah, it we is. got a reggae Same album, thing. played it slow. Like, <laughs> oh wow, it sounds uh, a polka sounds like a reggae when you play it slow. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. how that started. Yeah, Well we your, did things because we could do them. What was your like? like, a, like, like with,
2: with being so creative, um, like being that we local. were.
3: We were beating all the big hundred thousand, you know, wow. hundred thousand watt FM stations. You know, we were like tied with Howard Stern. You know, when we were in our market. Wow. And wow. yeah, we did pretty, pretty well. But again, it doesn't really make you a lot of money if you, you know, if you can't hire salespeople. Right. Because yeah. the, the salespeople go on a job interview and they see the dump that you're working out of. And they go well. I think I could do better somewhere else, you know. Yep, yeah. So it was a, it was a time. It was like a bunch of kids in the neighborhood chipping in and buying a radio station and running it for ten years. And it was all the fun that that sounds like, and a lot of hard work. Sounds like a hell of a lot of hard work. Yeah, it sounds like. Here's these- the thing that we did. All the radio stations used to have these great contests where they would give stuff away, uh-huh. and, and uh, you know during sweeps. You know, I like give you a trip to Europe where you get a car. One station was giving away a Winnebago. And um, we, so I went on the air that morning in the middle of all that. And I said, geez, you know, all these other radio stations are giving stuff out. We don't really have much, you know, we don't have any deals lined up. We would give stuff like that away. I said, well, I'll think of something. So we started <laughs> bringing in our own stuff. Like, uh, you know, play our trivia contest and win Jim's Waffle iron. You know, yeah. we would do that. And then uh, I said, I'll really think about it. We'll come up with something great. So I started running promos. And what I did was I listened to all the stations in the market and I figured out what they were giving away and I added it up. And it added up to like 300 grand. Wow. So I ran a promo saying, Your chance to win your share of $300,000 of prizes given away on the radio. It's the last contest. So we ran promos and then what I did was I got a bunch of interns to listen to all the other radio stations. And then as soon as they would tell you like, we want the ninth caller to win a chance for a trip to France, we would give the number out on our show. Like call W.E.S. number right now. Doing a trip to France. So I had a, I had a, we used to run, trade ads, you know, where you barter ads with one entity and another. So we had uh, barter ads in the local daily newspaper, and I printed, I took all the radio stations' uh, contests, the explanations that they printed in the paper, and I miniaturized them, and I put in a full-page ad with all the radio stations' contests and it went a, with, with a headline, Win them all with Mano and Condon. Brilliant, man. Win it all. That is brilliant.
2: That's that's thinking outside the box. Yeah, that is yeah. to
3: yeah. the T, you know what I mean? Like, and what was you know. fun about it? It got us on TV. We would get on our local news all the oh. time. We were friends, we were friends with all the, you know, the local local reporters. And we got on TV for stuff all, like I would make a bet with Jim and if I lost I'd go to, you know, the local park and I'd lay on the ground and have seagulls eat french fries off of me. <laughs> stupid, just stupid stuff like that. So what would happen is listeners would show up, you know. They and then, and then we would just really do the most ridiculous stuff. Like we would have one of the weathermen on as a guest. And a listener had brought us in uh, zucchini. Nobody wants zucchini when people bring it in. So I gave it to the weatherman. I said, when you're on your show tonight doing the weather, put this on your desk in the weather center. And then everybody who's listening will have had a moment with you. Like, they'll know, oh, that's the thing from this morning. He said, sure, I'll do it. We did that, and the freaking phone ran off the hook at the radio station. We got, like, 500 calls from that round. Like, they have, your, yeah, they have your zucchini on TV. You but can have that, fun if
2: you want But isn't that, like, the, the most amazing feeling, though, to know that that many people, like, were – where we're listening and we're touched by like what you're doing, and they were, they wanted to like, you Them, know, participate with it. Yeah,
1: man, that many people were touched by your zucchini.
2: Yeah, your zucchini. <laughs> uh oh,
1: uh oh. Hey,
2: Louie, hold on one second, buddy. We lost you. I
1: think we lost your audio. Uh, give Give us one second. We'll get so, back real quick. we're gonna do a hot reconnect here, real quick, Louie. Hi, be, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be calling you right back. And yes. this is all live Yay! on the Old 77. Yeah. Na, 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 na.
0: This redial Woo! is brought to you by our this... friends at
1: 60 Spirit. Yes, yeah. and West Main Pizza. Ugh. Bringing you this this handy dandy redial of Louis. Louis, okay. No, no. Lou beep, like. beep, 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 We're call. we calling. We're calling. We're calling you. you.
0: There it is. Fuck you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Here I is. Hey, there He's, back.
0: Right? He's back. He's <laughs> back. We got him. Hey, we handle that like pros. We just yeah. handle
3: that sort of semi. That was really quick. Yeah, yeah. it takes so yeah. much longer on Fox News to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Doesn't it? So, seem are that you, way? where are you guys? Are you at the? Uh, you're at the, the radio station, or the, Oh no, we're, we're, we
0: are in Scott's basement.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is house. a. That is, a, that is an excellent looking studio there, man. Thank you,
0: brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much.
3: That, I'm, too, I'm sorry. I, I have a small picture here. I'm trying to check it out. Wow. Yeah. That is an excellent studio. Very nice. Yeah, Nicely. Man. Everything's mounted. Beautiful. I got a real crap hole here, but it does the work. Yeah, man. I like the clubhouse feeling. I do. I like the clubhouse feeling.
1: Yeah, so do we.
0: Yeah, we've just kind of slowly put this thing together one little bit at a time with one one free piece of hardware at a time yeah. basically you know oh. there you go there you go now you well, anyway what i was going to say is
3: thing. before before we got disconnected we were talking about what it feels like to have an audience right. yeah, it yeah, just yeah. it feels it, to me it feels the same as having friends you sure. know sure, i've absolutely. always endeavored to, i've always endeavored to be myself and, uh, when i'm doing something because frankly being somebody else is too much work yep. and uh, you have to learn your part like uh, as Matt will tell you, he tried to get me to do, you know, I'm a big sports fan. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. We played stickball. We liked baseball. We didn't have homecoming queens and stuff like that. You know, yeah. we just didn't – football wasn't a big part of the scene. You know, mm-hmm. basketball, you know, I wasn't one of the tall kids, so I, did, I didn't play that. But, the th- you know, I don't know a lot about sports. Matt stuck me in a situation once where I had to do freaking play-by-play. Oh, do you remember God, that disaster? about that. You
2: remember that disaster? So- Oh my God! So <laughs> our station had an obligation to all these local um, recreational um, uh, athletic clubs, right? To do Little League, so they're like, "Can you guys do Little League?" They gave us like this little oh, like
1: that's terrible. They gave yeah. us this
2: like little Comrex like phone thing, dude. It was it was prehistoric. Well, you know, so that's I said not to so Louis, bad. I said, "I said you have to do this with me, man. You're doing a tie line. And you're like, well, I don't. He's like, I really don't know like how to do it. I'm like." Let's just broadcast. Yeah, let's just do
3: it. it. Yeah. Well, Matt, 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 can I just back you up a second? Yeah. That little league thing that they did—that—that that was my idea, bastard. No shit. My idea was to do bar league softball games.
1: Right? And they did little. That games. was
3: my yeah.
0: idea. What a what a that's that's, that's a much better idea. Yeah. Don't you idea. think that
3: that's a great thing for local radio to Fuck do? Yeah. Bar
0: Absolutely.
3: league softball Dude. games. Fuck Hell yeah. Because yeah. you know the. You know, Sonny, the, you know, the sodbuster buster that goes to McKee's pub is going to be there. And so all his buddies are going to listen to him because yeah, you're going to have them on the pregame. Well, and on
1: top of that, you, you have all these bars, drunk guys on the pregame. That's awesome. Yeah, you can sell So bars, anyway, I got stuck doing that. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
2: Yeah, people love hearing their name on the radio. So if like, this yeah. guy's walking up to bat and you're like, this is Johnny Smith and he loves Miller Lite and he's batting right. Right, and right, right.
3: But we didn't have any they didn't really give us any of that information. That was the, that was the problem I had. So That's what like, you should have just made up.
4: Whoa.
3: Where's the list of names? I just got a partial list here. Yeah. So It's they... like, what the hell? So yeah, they... and then, so you know, did... so I would say, but I, I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, look at the way that kid is holding that bat in his hand. <laughs> he, you know, he has all the determination. If he could take that kind of determination into his adult life, imagine being on a job and having that kind of that's all
2: i can do so basically him and i would take turns like each inning i'd be like all right this is anderson he's five two and uh you know what do you think about his uh he'd be like well you know he's a good looking kid (laughs) he looks like he's gonna we did this for i don't know
3: i noticed uh, (laughs) i don't know i noticed the other kids have long sleeve shirts under their, their uniform and he's got a T-shirt, Matt. What's it, what? Explain that to me. Why? <laughs> right. Well, Lou, your I color guy. We're we just going back and forth. <laughs> Wait, who was the
2: color <laughs> well, guy? Right, I want to know. Here's the, here's the funny thing.
3: Every once in a while, I would say that, well, um, it's happened. There's a sign of the end times. And that I'm doing a play-by-play. <laughs> well, I said, that's not even how you say it. I'm doing a play-by-play. Right. That's <laughs> not even yeah. how you say it. <laughs> I can't even say what I'm doing. I'm so bad at it. I'm on the Twitter. Hey, hey,
2: Louie, do you remember when, um, like after we were done, Paul Boudreaux showed up, and this dude was like conservative talk, like he was a conservative oh, talk yeah, host. Yeah. So Paul's like he he agreed to do it after Louie and I were done, and so he would get. He armed. took it seriously. He took, he took it, it serious totally shit. seriously. So what he didn't understand was, um, he did the entire broadcast <laughs> over the PA system where like the kids could hear it, like right. So. It was very oh. distracting. So what it was like a gift. and he was hard on him too. He's like little giants up the bat. Oh, he struck out again, folks. Oh no. He struck and the kid would like walk he would walk back to the dugout, just head down. Yeah, crying. Totally <laughs> distraught. Oh man, Paul just. Deplorized. Oh, is Johnny gonna get it tonight? <laughs> right. Oh, oh, oh! And I'm just sitting here laughing. I'm like, oh my god, Paul is like destroying these kids.
1: We had an interview
2: with little Johnny's mother.
1: Well, he was really hard on the
2: Beaver last night. <laughs> uh, and I told Paul, I was like, you're not supposed to do this over the well, PA, one time- man.
3: Just announce the name. What a deal, man. That's well, terrible. one time he didn't care. Uh, it, my buddy Jim and I were uh, booked to to uh, do a. Uh, Uh, a remote broadcast from a health fair, a psychic fair and a health fair. So you can imagine them. It was all moonbeams, you know, like, uh, you know, Shiasu massage. No, we just had to interview all the the exhibitors there and all that. So, uh, but uh, the salesman that booked it didn't know we had a Yankee game on that day. So, and we were a little (laughs) spaces. And you know we, you know you know this is a four hundred buck uh, broadcast. We need the money, so we did the whole thing. We weren't even unplugged in. We were just had like microphones walking around. <laughs> Damn.
0: Show must go on. Wow, how I
3: did, about that? And then, I, I, did, and then I, I did get a bad conscience about it the yeah. next day, and I said to the guy, "Look." You two, you're putting on a craft fair next month. We'll do a free broadcast there, okay? To pay for the fact that we didn't really broadcast. <laughs> and I said, and I, he goes, because. But thanks for staying, and uh, you know, because none of the vet the vendors all like being interviewed, so thanks. It's like all right,
2: well, whatever. I had to do. <laughs> I had to do for that for that company. I had to do two remotes, and it was like two weeks apart at the same place, and it was for The Biggest Loser. Mm-hmm. And so these people will go in there, lose weight, whatever. I mean, they're, and they're all bigger people. Oh, and I thought
1: you were legitimately calling
2: somebody the oh. biggest loser. Do you remember the biggest like, loser? Oh, yeah. I would man. have to do breaks on there. And I'd be like, and, and at the end, I'd be like. What if right. somebody doesn't lose weight? Yeah. And I'd be like, how do you feel about being the biggest loser? Like, I felt horrible <laughs> saying that out loud. Horrible. But also, you know, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was funny. Yeah, way, absolutely. But, but I felt bad because I was like, you know, you felt bad because you thought it was. You're funny. doing great. You lost five pounds, and right. now you are the biggest loser. Yeah, I just yeah, felt like loser. calling someone a loser just doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right, especially when they're nice people. Yeah, like if they're an asshole, then fuck it, I don't care. Hell yeah, you know. But yeah, Biggest Loser was a big.
3: That was ra- great. That w- was that a ra- that was a radio station promotion. Yeah, they're at a they're the at that th- shit show wow that yeah. is uh that's a big obligation too man yeah, it
2: was that's like, a scary one it was one of the local gyms i forget what gyms i forget what gym it was but um they were like super like <laughs> anal about what i want like what they needed me to say like what the copy points were and all that oh yeah yeah, and yeah i yeah, nailed yeah. it and i nailed it but like they were so anal they were checking polyps right they wanted sound checks and shit i'm like dude i right. don't have that shit i don't there's no recordings of they this want the <laughs> right Oh, no, man. that's not going to happen.
1: i would like proof of performance, please. Yeah.
2: Here's your performance. <laughs>
1: Here's the proof. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Looks so good on camera. Hey, I got to tell you.
3: I got to tell you it's hard selling advertising. It really it is. is yeah. It and, is. And the and if the, the people that are selling it do not give real realistic expectations, it's really hard. And listen, You've known salespeople all your whole career. Those people get brow the shit browbeat out of them every day by their by the sales manager, Mm -hmm. and so they write stuff that I wouldn't write. You know, do you you ever do commercial for a place you know that you're just not going to help? I hate that all the time.
2: (laughs) I hate it the one thing. I hate. I hate the one thing in local radio where it was like when you're doing a remote. And then the owner or, like, the general manager comes out and says, where's all the people at? I'm like, well, for one, it's not my job to get the people here. My job right. is to get the message out. Right. Like, I'm not here to, like, make you famous or anything. Like, you paid for Hey, do you know how
3: I got I got people to come to a slow remote like that once? It was at a video store back when they had them.
2: Damn.
3: I, I had a helium tank, right? <laughs> so I said, bring your pool toys by and I'll make them float. <laughs> <laughs> some people lined up with their pool toys and then I went through two things of uh, helium oh my and my God. general manager very quietly says to me, so how did the remote go? I said, it was great, we had people lined up and I gave I, what, used up two tanks of helium because he hey, you know how much it cost? like 800 bucks each right. oh man, shit <laughs> no. by the way, it didn't work the pool toys are too heavy. They're too heavy. The I was, I was right. just going to ask work. how that worked out. I was just sucking helium it's out of the
0: for my kids last night. But
3: people, but people like it because they can go home and suck on their pool toys. Exactly. So it's it fun, worked man. out.
2: Somebody oh, had like fun. one of those giant alligators. Yeah, fill sucking the
1: there. asshole right out of the alligator. Got yeah,
2: myself this crocodile. Oh. Little, little do out.
0: you know it costs like you know a hundred bucks to just to fill up that little pool toy. The
1: little
2: crocodile with helium. Mhm. Yeah. But hey, radio is a crazy movie. The world. moon has a
3: lot I yeah, the moon has a lot of helium on it. <laughs> anyway, listen guys, I'm really starting to fade. Right on, brother. Okay, man. I've never th- I've never watched a show where the guest said that. Well, let's take
1: a
2: break then. Well, we have now, but I'll stick around. All right, well, listen, we got trivia coming up for you.
3: All right, good because yeah, I'm starting to say that's why
2: I'm saying let's get to the trivia, man. Yeah, that all, right, good. man. all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be all right, right we'll back. take a quick
1: break and be back
2: for the cool down.
1: <laughs> I don't mean to be a dick about it.
3: Hey, it's okay, it's all good, brother.
1: All good in the hood, bruh.
3: No, we'll be back. We'll no, be it's back. pretty. I think it's funny to have a guest say I'm getting tired. <laughs> Hi, you've reached the old 77 listener line. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
0: Gentlemen, it's JT from New Zealand. I just wanted to tell you guys, I've been listening to the latest shows. Great content, guys. Keep it up. Keep going. Thanks for all the shout out and support that you give the Paranormal Sun and the Fortunate Sun. I really do appreciate it. Can't wait to be back on the show, guys, and you're welcome on the Paranormal Sun anytime. Take care. Have a great night.
1: It's a safe place in an unsafe world.
2: Welcome back to the old 77. I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's a safe place. In an unsafe world. And we're back with Louie Mano. We're going to jump right into some trivia. Straight
1: to trivia, Louie. So
0: Louie has chosen 70s. We're yes. going to go 70s.
1: And we're going to do like pop culture slash music. And we're only going to do a stripped down version. We're going to give him what? Five, ten questions? How many? Oh, okay. Like? No,
3: that's okay. That, now that I now that we're back from a break, I feel refreshed. So, all okay, right. All right, okay. all right. Okay. We'll go to you want right.
0: to go 10 then? We'll, we'll give you 10 we'll 10, 10 questions. Okay.
1: <clears throat> all right, all are,
0: right. You, all are right. you ready? Are
1: we ready? I'm ready. Question number 1. Uh-huh. C. <clears throat> in his
0: 1979 hit Escape, Rupert Holmes enjoys getting caught in the rain with which cocktail?
3: Piña colada. Good.
1: <laughs> cocktails.
3: Ding, 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 ding. We got it. Hold on a sec. Oh, there we oh. go. All right, that is it. it is. And you yeah. know, wait, trivia question. Rupert Holmes is the guy that does all the music for Family Guy.
1: Oh, shit. Is I didn't know right? that. I didn't know that. And
0: Family that Guy has correct. great music.
3: Family guy has question for Louis. For shit. shit. All yeah. right. All right. So question,
1: question
0: number About a two. a third
3: of the comedy comes from music.
0: All right. Absolutely. Okay, question number two. This is a softball. Which legendary British band released their final album in May
2: 1970? What well, would be the Beatles? Yeah, right. That's yes. Right. De- bonus Let it po- be.
0: Okay, I was going to give you bonus points for Damn. which album it was, <clears throat> but oh. the interesting thing about that is, didn't they record Abbey Road after they recorded Let It Be, but they released them opposite? I believe.
3: I think so. Yeah, I think I so, because they weren't really the Beatles when they recorded Abbey Road, right? Yeah. They all worked separately in the studio, I believe. Yeah, pretty much. All right, man, he's
2: kicking ass Dude, so Dude, he's far. whipping ass. I do have
3: one.
1: Question number three. Go for
2: it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which Neil Diamond song became his first to reach number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 when he hit the top in October
4: 1970?
2: Mm. Neil Diamond, 1970. His top hit. His top Okay.
3: Hit. This one's It would have to be Sweet Caroline. Is that your final answer? It is. Ass. It's oh actually, I didn't get uh, Cracklin' Rosie. Cracklin' Rosie. Oh, crackling rosie You mm-hmm. make me smart. That's about mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about a bottle of wine, that song. Did you know that?
2: I did not. Well, I was go. a That's DJ a back look. then. And I had no know, know all back that him stuff. Up for a makeup
3: point. Jeez, bonus, bonus points,
0: man. man. He's killing it on the bonus. killing it on the tonight. bonus.
3: Jesus. Hey, okay. well, you know, I was a DJ back then. That's all the stuff <laughs> we. I feel you, brother. I Honestly, you exactly. was
2: Neil Diamond. What category did he hey, fall
3: into? A <sighs> trivia quote. I
2: mean, I would put Neil Diamond into like, like the country. country?
0: No. I nah. feel like Neil Diamond is more of like a crooner. Yeah, he more is. More, yeah, he's like a, a, uh, s- more of like a Sinatra pop
2: standards.
0: You would like call pop standards. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hey, everybody! I'm Neil Diamond. He had that awesome yeah. hair going on. He, he did. Still has that awesome. And he hair. had an awesome he voice. Sort of long
3: hair. He was more like, like a venue guy, though. He didn't have a TV show in the '70s or anything, did he? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. Well, he had that he was rhinestone like a
2: stone jackets and shit. Right. Oh yeah, he was pimp. Man. He was looking good.
0: Okay, here we go. Question <laughs> number. Recently, four. he had a concert. All right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> which Irish rock band sang The Boys Are Back in Town? Thin Lizzy. Bingo. Good Long
1: job. Very good. Good job. Excellent. With confidence. Excellente. Maddie,
2: All you got right. one? You well, yeah, want make- I have one. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Right.
0: Um,
1: Play the Bon Jovi because we're halfway there. This is question number five.
2: Which rock band's plane crashed on October 20th, 1977, killing several members of the group? Wow, I'll give you a I'll give you multiple one. choice. How about that? I know
1: this one. Well, he can afford to miss up to three because okay. he's got three bonus okay. points already.
2: It's the Turtles, Leonard Skinner, Bon Jovi, or the Doors. Sweet. I would say Leonard Skinner. That is correct. Good job, sir.
3: Freebird, wow. baby, freebird, and then am go, a freebird. Then I'm gonna go
1: flying through the free.
3: Right, I was into disco at the time, so.
1: Oh, you were that guy, huh? Yeah.
3: Well, you know. Great. Disco, disco. It was. Uh, not for me. Uh, <laughs> there was, there were a lot more chicks in that scene. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah there's well, probably could, more tail. Oh, I can picture a
2: like young Louis Mano walking into the disco club and like. With some bell bottoms. Louis,
1: how wide was I'm, the zucchini like that you shoved out. in your pants? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Looking like a banana in a right. hammock. Just, you don't,
1: just you come up grinding
3: on chicks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, my I will baby. tell you the, I'll tell you some stories about Quayle as one of these days. Anyway, oh hell yeah,
2: <laughs> yes Please. hell yeah. We missed those days. Hey, did, you, did, you ever, did you ever visit Studio Fifty Four, bro? Uh,
3: I never went there, but I went to like the, the poor man's Studio Fifty Four, a place called Wednesdays. <laughs>
2: nice. Wednesdays.
3: Oh, I, love Wednesday. Wednesday. I, I love you, man. I used to like to go to these bars in Long Island. You know, uh, I got to take my gum out of my mouth. Hey, I should be a guest on coke, a show. Man, you need coke.
2: You need weed. You need Quaalude. Studio Twenty Six, <laughs> man. You need some coke,
3: man. Oh man, it was uh, yes. I made it. I'm glad you made it out of there. I'm glad <laughs> I made it on? out of there. Are we
2: on five? We are on question six. Boys. Well, hopefully someday they have a documentary about Wednesdays. And right. You're like one of the <laughs> yeah. testimonials live from Wednesday. well i was date-
3: i'll tell you one quick i was dating my wife and i took her there and the next day she didn't remember we were there oh well, there <laughs> so. you go
0: okay so i have a beautiful segue because we were talking the about disco place. so here comes a disco question <laughs> yeah, <right. clears throat> name the song louie well you can tell by the way i use my walk i'm a woman's man no time to talk
3: that would be uh 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 uh, state alive state alive. got it.
0: Did we give him bonus points for the uh uh uh, uh? Nah,
3: No, okay. He's got. Wait, he's okay. got it. Yeah, he's
1: question doing good on the bonus number points. Question seven. number
2: 7. Uh, you got this one, Maddie? You want me to get it? I do. It's uh it's a question that has to do with 1978. I was 1 year old at the time. Scott was uh-huh. in, yeah. Depends yeah. on when it was. It depends on when, yeah. I remember it well. In 1978, who sang um, "Can't Smile Without You"? Oh God, I know this one too. Who I don't
3: sang know that one. I "Can't don't think. Smile Without You," Barry Manilow. I, that is correct. I, I had it. was forced yeah. to see him in concert once. So,
2: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. more yeah. bastards! Bastard. So, where, where did you see him in New York, or was it like a Vermont? I saw or him
3: at. Uh, I saw him where they play uh, uh, tennis in Flushing. Uh, there's an arena there. And some girl I was dating's father won her tickets on the radio.
2: No shit. So,
3: uh, what, yeah. was that, what was that
2: concert like, a Barry Manilow concert? I mean, um, awful.
3: He had, he had, it was like a stripped-down version of his big show, I guess. But when he did uh, the the Copacabana, they did it bring out, like, dancers oh,
2: yeah. and stuff. The like Copacabana.
3: Yeah, and it was like, you know, all his songs. And then he didn't have many hits at the time. Then he did a lot of cover songs. And then he used to write commercial jingles. So he did a bunch of commercial jingles, Damn, which is my him, favorite man. part.
1: How can you not know yeah, Michael uh, You band.
3: got a lot. Do you know what he wrote? You got a lot to live. Really? And McDonald's has a lot to give. Oh, Pepsi has a lot to give. Oh, you yeah. yeah. did that one, yes.
1: Interesting. How did yes. you not know that that guy and Liberace and all those other flamboyant, over-the-top performers weren't gay back in
3: the right. day? Yeah. Well, I think everybody right? knew they were gay, but, you know. He was a very preconceived. Really it wasn't people that really talk about it. You know, everybody had an uncle that wasn't married and stuff. Yeah, right, right. And he, and he wanted everybody to... acted like people were, you know, acted like themselves. So did my I lab, mean, kid. And right. And then like flamboyant, like yes, it was very funny in the seventies. Like Paul Lind, I don't know if any of you know who he is. He oh, was a. Uh, you know who Paul, <laughs> you know who Paul Lind is,
1: Scott? You guys. <laughs>
3: Oh hey, my God! I love. Yeah, it was. A, I think you can't really say it now, but I think I know. You're it was about. like a sissy boy Yeah, I guess you would call he it. He
1: was the center square on Hollywood Squares, a, and he would always tell the nastiest jokes.
3: <laughs> oh, you betcha! Like uh, i have got you one. Me uh, Paul, Paul, is it true that they have invented a species, a miniature species of pig? Yes, I heard they can kick him a mile. <laughs> yes, those that. That was like a Paul Lind style joke.
1: <laughs> okay. Paul Lind was amazing. I, if you haven't seen it, you should watch the Paul Lind Halloween special.
3: That is a good one.
1: It's fantastic. That.
3: I've
0: got some Paul Lind pulled up. Oh, so anyway, view, guys, ready to rock. Yeah.
1: we're back to question number eight.
0: Question number eight. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Uh, are you a Zeppelin fan, Louie?
3: No, not again. Z- disco.
0: Disco? disco? Okay, nice. well, then I'm not going to throw it. It's disco? Ask it. Ask it. Oh, wow. I,
3: you know, I, I've okay. lived in the world, and I've picked up much throughout Moses. Yeah, Moses. okay.
0: Well, I'm going to skip was... Zeppelin. I'm going to go. Okay. okay.
3: One peak's enough to rot your Oh, here's teeth. Paul Lynn. Oh, Paul Lynn. <laughs> I always give a prize for the uh, funniest costume. Last year, I said that the prize goes to the first one that rings my bell.
4: It was my
1: Avon lady. <laughs> yeah, that Dude is straight up. Oh, he is straight up gay. He and, is, and he knew and it. He was happy about and it. And everybody
0: man. else knew it. Oh, he yeah. was ahead of his
3: time. And everybody yeah. was happy with it. Yeah. Did yeah. he get through the 8s? Yeah,
1: Sorry. he totally Sorry got. Yeah, that. I think he I think he came through unscathed. Okay. Yeah. sure. Making...
0: Okay. I'm going to skip the Zeppelin question. Okay,
1: skip it. Question 8. <laughs> <The ends>.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he made it through the HIV. Is K- is
0: KC in the Sunshine Band that's considered disco, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, so what is the real name of KC from KC in the Sunshine Band?
3: Ooh. Ooh. See, I, I probably don't know this. I'm going to take a guess. And if I did know it, I wouldn't want to talk to me anymore after me knowing it. So, so okay. I'm going to say, like, Carl Sanborn. I don't know. I've that just is made not it up. Correct.
0: Oh.
3: Carl, Carl Sanborn.
0: The correct answer was Harry Wayne Casey.
1: That sounds like a serial killer. Okay. Well,
0: yeah, they all have three names. Jesus. Right? He had to exactly. been a serial killer if he had three names.
1: He could disappear easily.
0: How many more do we have?
1: Hey, he's still. Oh. You
3: know what? God bless him. He's still touring. I don't yeah. know how you make a it living off use. of it, how you tour with three songs, but God bless him. Yeah. He's
2: doing it, it man. It can be done. <laughs> at least his job's easy every night. The penultimate question. Yeah. The penultimate question,
1: question nine. I, I just quickly, heard. I know I go
3: off into a side. I once interviewed the guy C.W. McCall, you know, the guy that did Convoy.
1: Convoy.
3: Right, that guy. So he said, I said, well, what are you doing? lately? Because I'm touring. I was like, well, how the hell do you tour? <clears throat> I mean... <laughs> you do the one song? He goes, yeah. It's like I come out and I introduce other smaller acts. And then at the end, I do the song. And that's it.
0: Nice. It makes for a, an easy night. And it's, it's
1: a spoken piece.
0: It's like when, uh,
3: when when Bart was, the, I didn't do it, kid. Right. You know. Nobody. He built the stuff. whole show around.
1: They can't prove anything. I didn't do it. And that's the whole thing.
0: All right, Maddie, you got the penultimate question? Question yes, nine. Um, yes, right. yes. Here we nine. go. All right. Um,
3: sorry. Sorry. Uh. I would get kicked off most game shows for that. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. no. no we be be we give no
0: fucks yeah. about that.
3: <laughs> okay, so. Right.
0: Zero.
2: Question number nine. Which mm-hmm. two pop stars duetted on Ebony and Ivory, which became a number one hit in 1982? Let's... That would be Paul, Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney.
1: Oh, oh.
2: That is incorrect. Oh, it, is. Oh, it was I Michael know. Jackson
3: in Paul McCartney.
2: Yeah, he, he got it. Everybody. Yeah, he got it. He got, he got it. it. He was one it. of those guys. I knew what you were no,
3: thinking. No, 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 no. No, he did do a song with Stevie Wonder. Yes, yes, yeah.
0: yes. yes. Um,
3: the Girl Is Mine, was that what Stevie Wonder The Girl Wonder? Is
0: Mine, that was Michael and Paul.
1: That was Michael and Paul. Yeah, man. The Girl yeah, Is yeah, Mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I knew what you were thinking. Uh,
1: Ebony and Ivory. Yep.
3: Yeah. Ebony yeah. and Avery. They did a
1: couple. I think they did an album. You know
3: what? I don't really hate myself for not knowing that. Continue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, Puds.
0: Okay. Hey. So hey, here we go. sleep
3: with your life.
1: Hey there. Hey, I, I'd like to buy the Beatles, please.
3: And that's exactly Excuse what the fuck, me, fuck he did, yeah. too, man.
1: Hey, hey. All the kids listen
3: to this. <laughs> he switch, bought switch. Uh, Elephant Man Skeleton.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he bought weird shit
3: what like a weirdo. Man. He also touched kids. Made them spread their cheeks.
1: I bet okay. they touched tips wiener to wiener. Question the monkey wasn't ten. good enough, right? The
2: monkey hey man, wasn't good enough.
1: Bubbles can only go so far. Right. <laughs> there
0: are certain lines that bubbles won't
1: cross. Right? When bubbles can't look me in the eye, it's time to Where is fall. the monkey?
3: Where is that monkey? You know, monkeys know, live a long time. You I would to love to know where monkey. that monkey is. He's
4: the monkey is so
1: traumatized. just oh. in therapy right now. So you just got
2: done, done, done touching the elephant's trunk? Why don't you touch my trunk? <laughs> It's like
1: signing. Michael touched me. Bad monkey, bad monkey. All right, fellas.
0: All right. Question
1: ten, and we can let our guest go. Okay. Question
0: ten. I think this qualifies as disco again. Here we go. Disco, disco. Uh Which Uh member of the Electric Light Orchestra, also known as ELO, yeah, good band, left to form the band Wizard in July of
3: 1972. Uh, That would be uh, Jeff Flynn No Ah, that's the only name I could think of It was Roy
0: Wood It was Roy Wood Who Who was was it? it? Roy Wood Yeah, Mm -hmm. he was
3: throwing that wood around Mm
0: -hmm. Yep I didn't know that one either Well, he was
3: pissed off because they didn't let him in the Traveling (laughs) Wilburys
0: Maybe that's what it was He's like, fuck you, I'm starting my own thing Talk about a super group Roy Wood, bitches Did Roy Wood really want to be in the Traveling Wilburys? Yes he did? Yes,
3: know. that was an excellent group. I mean, I don't yeah, really know was, that much about music. But all those guys, come on. That was, oh, like, yeah. closest thing to the Beatles.
2: Yeah, it was an all-star You group, were man. with a Beatle.
1: Uh, let's see. It was, and Roy
0: Orson. Yeah, I was going to say Roy Orson. Out
2: loud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty well. All right, so our final tally is we had 567. To three. Duh, but that's not all, bad. That's respectable. We also had three bonus questions, so technically you got them all right. You did perfect. You got a perfect Good score. job, Louie. Like a champ. All right. Damn, so like a so champ. I, What do I get? A free oil change in Missouri? What do I, give, I get? You get a lifetime supply of rice aroma. I can give you a box in the mail.
0: Hold on, Louie. I'm going to call some radio stations and find out what the current promos are, and then I'll tell you what <laughs> right. your present is. And I'll give Listen, you a number to, call I will to be-
2: claim it.
3: I'd be happy to record one for your show. Oh, Absolutely, well, thank you. we love
2: that. Yeah. Hey, look, um, give to us some information. Give, drop some information. Yeah, send me a script. On...
3: I'll do it free, but Absolutely. you have to plug me like before once a oh, month. Of you have to we will. Be a plug. Dude, we'll plug you. We'll plug you every show. Yeah, so we'll plug you listen, once a before week. you go, no, I don't want to be plugged on every show. Come on, fellas, <laughs> this is your thing. I'm just a guest. Be- before listen, you... I want to say that I really like the vibe on this show i really like you guys thanks man i think you, you guys you go far i hope that they find a radio station to broadcast cast this on of course we will have to watch the language no you guys have a nice flow i love the stuff you talk about and it's exactly what we need right now where everybody is so damn serious so it's good to see Dude, that Absolutely. feels really Absolutely, good man. coming
0: from somebody like you that's actually done some things yes
1: Thank you, brother.
0: Yeah, hey, Louis. B-
2: before you go, man, I'm sorry I've been trying to get this out for the last two minutes, but uh, drop us some information on what you're doing and give us some uh, some websites and, and maybe uh right, potential well,
3: client can go to it. Okay, uh, if you can, you can hire me for general voice work through Voice One Two Three, or you can contact me directly on Facebook, Louie, L O U I E M A N N O. And I uh, love to make friends with people all around the world. And uh, I'm on YouTube, Louie Mano Channel, and also on SoundCloud. And if you Google my name, there's other stuff of mine out there on the Internet. Cool. But uh, look for my, my movie, Lunch and Meat, is out there. I recommend you see that. It's on YouTube. And uh, some of my character voice work as well is out there
4: cool talking excellent awesome, brother man. thank yeah, you man. man
1: i saw the movie and i was like oh cow oh, we, we're talking to this guy yes he's got an IMDB. You, you saw lunch in me I you sat through lunch in me no but i'm gonna now oh, okay
2: good <laughs> <laughs> lily next time you come on we're gonna talk about your uh what was it five days or four days in the wild yeah man oh okay yeah. by himself <laughs> Yeah, we're My just getting started on the stories. Man, he did a right? <laughs> right. He did a bear grills, man.
1: Really?
3: <laughs> hey, did you eat any bugs on that escapade? No, but I did I did hold up a uh I held up a slug on the stick and I said, You're not too far away from a clan. I might see you in a day or two. I was more worried about water at the time. Dehydration. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't really care about food much. But as soon as I I, 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 you know, found a mud hole to drink out of. I was thinking food again. But, uh, yes, that's a very long story. Next show, fellas. Next show. Love next being time. on. Thanks very much. Yeah, Good. thank you, Keep brother. it up. Thank you, step man. like this out there.
2: Thank you, Louie. We appreciate it, Help it out.
3: Absolutely,
1: <laughs> Absolutely, brother, man. Hey, we also need to thank our friends, the Jeff City Paranormal Society. They are our $5 Patreon sponsor here at the Old 77.
0: Thank you guys. Oh thank yes, you for guys. can't <laughs> wait to have you back on. They're cooking thank up some you. good shit right oh, now. Have
1: they got a show coming <clears throat> up, man? I swear, it is going to be a good one. Yes.
2: Also, thank you to uh, Hickman's Automotive, my buddy Bryce Hickman. That's right, man. If you need auto work done, man, he's out there on Marine uh, Marine Drive. Yeah, say, that right. that, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Marine Drive. But checking him out, he's everywhere: Facebook, website. I'm um, also Last Flight Brewing Company. You guys oh, know man. we always talk about yes, our we friends do. there, no. West Maine. 60 store. Check out Spirit. our friends at In the Groove. In the Groove. In the Groove, man. I eat Hey, why don't we come back and do a little? Sure. I we can totally do that. We'll do T- some reflecting. time. Yeah. yeah. So. All
1: right. So let's. It's a four parter this time. Four parts. Bonus. Boom. Huh? Be back after this, bitches. Sluts. Felt so nice saying that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> come on. <laughs> Seventies bitches your
1: memories. Pregnancy, kids growing up, family, senior year of high school, getting
0: engaged. You want to keep those moments forever. But the problem with most
1: photographers is they decide
0: which moments
1: you keep. They'll sell you a single picture or a big all-inclusive package that might include photos you don't want at a cost that's outside of your budget. That's why I don't. You decide. A single photo, a single hour, you choose. You get all of your edited photos, everything, at Andrew Marie Photography. You get quality photos at prices you can afford. After all, they're your memories. Find us on Facebook, Andrew Marie Photography and Custom Designs.
2: Yeah. Welcome back to the old yeah. seventy-seven. It is the cool down. It is the
1: safest place in, in a, still a very
0: unsafe world.
2: <laughs> the entire world.
1: World, world, world.
4: In a
2: world. Oh man, Louis was great, wasn't That's he? It's unsafe. Oh man, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Louis, thank you again for. Uh, He's an hour ahead of us, so. Coming on and. Yeah,
0: yeah thanks for staying up late for yeah, us, man. dude.
2: I know you're a busy guy with all your voice work.
0: I've been checking out some of Louie's old voice work on his YouTube channel. Yeah, we were just watching some of the Some goodies yeah, on isn't there, Isn't he man. a
2: talented dude, though? I mean, he does Heck all yeah. kinds of... like He's a very multi-dimensional <clears throat> voice You know what
0: I was thinking the whole time when he was talking about all the crazy shit that they used to do to get attention at the radio station? <laughs> I was thinking that, like, basically, like, Louie was, you know, 40 years ahead of his time because... That's the type of shit that people now are doing on social media. Yeah, you know, they're trying to, to try and get followers. That people are just doing the most outlandish shit. Well, Louie was doing that, you know, forty years before it was
1: a cool thing to do. I and just on the radio, just thought that was like, cool. Yeah, you know, but was... he he was limited by the technology of his time. Well,
0: he, and the fact that he can't say fuck on the air. too. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But he,
2: what was really cool is in his. You don't need that though. In no, his day. Not if you're funny. In his day, the radio star was still alive. Right. Absolutely. Like, radio guys got mad bush. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yes. yeah.
0: Did they get mad money back in those days? Well, like, and it was Relatively speaking? No. Adjusted no. for inflation, did no. they
2: get mad money? No, it was the
1: same as it is today. Okay. They no. got nothing. Which yeah. is no, not mad money. They were scraping by. Yeah. Right. They were going
0: broke for the privilege of. Even, like, the bigger ones? Oh, yeah. Like your Casey Kasem's?
1: Casey prop no Casey Probably made not his Casey, but- Casey made his money not from radio but from voiceover mm-hmm. yeah he That's- did a lot of that because he did so Casey made an excellent deal he was on Scooby-Doo right right He yeah. was the original voice of Shaggy yeah and in his original contract Casey had written in that he had exclusive rights to that character. For life, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So, like when Mm -hmm. Casey Kasem was like seventy years old, he was voicing Shaggy. Yeah, you know, for some of the new stuff on Cartoon Network. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a hell of a deal. You'd never see it today.
0: That's the thing, man. Is uh, you got to be when you're in a creative industry, you have to be creative with your contracts. Mm. And that's the thing is, like most of us creative type people are not necessarily good at things like money and contracts and budgets and accounting mm-hmm. and shit like that. So that's right. why so many of those creative types get taken advantage of. Yeah. Absolutely, man. You know, you hear about music superstars like Rihanna, you know, her her uh agent or her accountant whatever was ripping her off. Well, you know? what
1: was uh what was once her name, uh the gal uh that sings songs with the one dude uh and <laughs> I'm totally butchering this. And uh she was under some kind of House arrest thing, basically. She couldn't record. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? No, I can't. El think Grande
2: of uh, or something? No.
1: She's a really <laughs> manly sounding woman. What's that taco. Are you
0: trying to think of Ariana Grande? That's Is that was what that say, was? Yeah. Taco
1: Bell Grande? Hey,
0: <laughs> wait. Isn't that what I order when I go to Starbucks? <laughs> wait, no, I'll have a venti. I've an Ariana Venti. I'm really bad at like <laughs>
2: That's what I should do next Current, time. Current like pop star names. and Yeah, stuff. I don't, yeah. Well, I don't that's because they all them. suck now. I'm terrible. I don't at remember it,
1: them. And they, they all I'm suck terrible oh, it. But so there was an artist who was limited yeah. by her her producer. And I think Taylor Swift just recently had this mm. problem. Yeah, same she, dude. Scooter Braun. Yeah. Scooter Braun. That was it. Mm-hmm. Who was the other chick then that Scooter uh, ended up screwing? That up? That
0: he ripped off. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll Google it. But yeah, Taylor, man, like she, she re-recorded
1: her entire library.
2: Yeah. Do you know some radio guy, some DJ guy, like touched her ass at a concert, like a meet and greet thing? Wait, he touched. Yeah, somebody's he was ass? like the program director of a radio station, so mm-hmm. he like grabbed her ass, and so she like, com- she like took him to court and all that. I forget what happened, like the outcome,
0: mm. but
2: uh, it happened.
0: Like yeah. If you
2: Google it, it. You'll, it'll it'll show you the details. Well, of dude, everything that
0: I've you know read or heard about Scooter Braun, he seems like a complete piece yeah, of shit human right. being. Yeah, because you know we were talking about Taylor Swift, like she because he won't let go of, her, you know, her original catalog. Mm-hmm. She's going through and re-recording right? all of it. Yeah.
1: Which, Is it still the same? Like, how do they do that? Do they no longer like? Do you no longer sell his and you just sell hers? Great or? question,
0: man. A great sure. question. I don't
1: know. I mean, uh, are there uh, any other I'm artists sure that have had to do that before he, her? I, I don't know. I'm sure tons of them have wanted. Yeah. You know, to get out of a deal or something. Yeah. Well, I'll just re-record.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's a great question, man. Mm. It's a question that I should probably know the answer right. to.
1: Especially being a musician yourself. But
0: props to Taylor for, you know, owning her own shit. That's I mean, true. she should own her okay. own shit, yeah. especially if she writes the songs. Right. She's good,
2: man. She's good.
0: She's not my cup of tea, but... <sighs> no, she's not. she's, she's not, not mine. I'm either. not going to, like,
2: you know... But she her, song, her songs her are Swift catchy. My... Kesha. 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 Oh, Kesha. Oh, so, Scooter Braun ripped yeah. her yeah. off.
1: I don't know if it was Scooter Braun, but some dude ripped her off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, who
2: was the who was the pop star back in the 90s who like burnt down Andre Rises and Oh,
1: like, that was Lisa Left Eye
0: Lopez. That was Left Eye. She had like TLC. the
2: band-aid mm-hmm. under her. because yeah, oh, she was had to a... deal with the yeah, band-aid. What was that about? So,
1: that was back in the day when TLC first showed up, they were like promoting safe sex. So condoms had, and stuff. Yeah. Condoms and shit hanging all over. Were they
2: the Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls? Yeah. 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 Do
1: you know why Lisa Left Eye was don't, called Lisa Left Eye? Don't.
2: No.
0: Because like Didn't she
1: takes splooge to the eye,
0: could be, could be, but no, like <laughs> I was just thinking, she was I at was a. Just oh! <laughs> of course you were,
2: of course you were. <laughs> you six. Scott, <laughs> Scott's my spirit animal. Yeah, I man. know. I
0: noticed. I noticed. Uh, no. Scott's my spirit animal. Shit. Now What was I talking about?
2: Uh, she took. Uh, she took. Oh, a left shot eye. To the eye. Uh, no, she. Uh, Gotta watch that, man. Apparently, <laughs> weave.
0: apparently, like when they were kids, you know, uh, or yeah, <laughs> s- some dude like at the mall approached her and told her that. She was sexy because of her left eye. Like her left eye made her sexy, and oh. so that was how she got the, so the, the she wants to underline
2: that thing. Yeah, check check out my left eye. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Don't go. There are certain there are certain ball. chicks that have a sexy left eye. Yeah. I can account for that. There are certain women you look at their left eye and you see a little twinkle in there. Yeah, you know what I mean? No. no. Okay. <laughs> 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 Fucking prick. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh now that was funny. Uh, <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> hey,
0: once
2: is enough over there, uh, fucker. Once is enough. <laughs> oh, so j- don't go chasing waterfalls. Duh, yeah. I heard that song is about AIDS. It is about AIDS. it. It's about AIDS. Get it? See, there you go. Yeah, man. Yeah. I
0: used to be able to recite all of AIDS Lisa Left of Eye's
2: um, yeah. verse on that song. But yeah, like AIDS, chase, there's a there's download. a line
0: in there um, about like three three letters took him to his final resting yes, place. Yes, yes, yes. Which it should be four letters because yeah, it's AIDS, AIDS. but or no, maybe she does H-I-V. say four. H I V. Oh, Pils. there you go. Is that what it is? Or, now, now, I'm questioning: Does she say three letters or four letters? Ooh, I now I can't remember. But yeah, anywho, yeah, yeah, anywho, Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah, she burnt down that dude's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's some serious Lisa fucking. Lisa burned up the dude's house. Do you sure ever did. watch out Dave Chappelle skit when keeping it wrong goes real, <laughs> or keeping it real goes wrong? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not... Lisa learned when keeping it real goes wrong. You're
0: on me. Fuck
1: you. Right. I'm gonna burn down the house. She had a choice. She could burn the house down, or she could go outside. Hey, great segue, man. Lisa chose to keep it real. But think Speaking about
0: Speaking. No, I... hold on. I'm doing a segue. I'm over sorry, here. Dude. sorry. My bad. Speaking of Speaking burning, of burning shit down, down yeah. Yeah. did you guys hear about this lady at the at the Moser's Grocery Store in Fulton, Missouri? I did not. Please, Please I see her picture, and story. she looks like she has been accused of starting a fire in the store that she worked in. Wow. Sounds to me like she didn't want to work overtime. What sounds, do you guys it think? It sounds to
1: me like somebody who really worked Retail. She I must have just grabbed the lighter fluid, okay. right? The I can't remember it? how many times I wanted to burn the place I worked down at. Uh,
2: she well, was she actually. Uh, did she's
0: it. my hero. She was arrested for arson, first degree, and taken to the Callaway County Jail Damn. without bond.
2: Is that a is that a uh, misdemeanor? No, she's no, without a felony, felony that's bro. That's Class X, man. Oh, that's sure. a felony.
0: Shit. When I worked in the prison, I had inmates that were arsonists. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. were they cool? Like,
2: hey, man, I set this on fire. So, One man. of
0: them was 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 gay, but he was not open with so, it. So
1: hey, man. <laughs> so is he like? Hey, <laughs> I
0: knew. I got a
2: fire in my pants.
0: I knew he was gay for you, Dave. and I think pretty much everybody else <laughs> knew he was gay, but it wasn't confirmed yeah. until he left. For the you, Dave. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Can't remember the guy's Sorry, name, Dave. unfortunately. But uh, I missed you, Dave. I miss you, too, man. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. Sick. I'm
2: glad you don't have the black the, shits anymore. <laughs> Dude, it was bad. Speaking so of a fire <laughs> okay, in your pants. So <laughs> nice segue, bro.
1: Damn. This is
2: why we talked about it's that off the mic. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm. Sorry. I don't sorry. want to disgust everyone out there. No, no, was no, no. Oh. no. It was no. bad, dude. It's I, <laughs> okay. I could not make it to the podcast, and you guys know that. It dude, I know. Like One of my yeah. favorite times of the if week. If
0: Maddie can't make it, Maddie's not feeling good, so, man. Yeah. So it was a bad week. We're glad that you're that you're on the men. Andrew did dude. a fine job. Yep. yep. Fuck yeah, she did, Thank man. You, Andrew, she killed it on man. the billboards, that's for sure. Yeah. She even hit the buttons a couple times, but yeah.
2: now. <laughs> yeah, there you that's go. Right. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you, Arnold.
3: I'm the government of the state I'm the guy. Did, uh, but did... let's talk
2: about bears real quick. Oh, more bears. I, last, so, last week, you guys were talking about the bear invasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and the bear that's invasion. what it's officially so called. I was called? talking to yeah. my wife about it. Bear invasion 2020. And she was telling Come me, on. like, how, like, three or four years ago, they were putting bears out there. Just <laughs> like. Just to populate it. Just see what happens. These bears had a giant orgy and now they're everywhere. They're going Life north finds a way. Yeah. Now where we're talking off the mic and we're talking about how we have coyotes now in, in Jeff City. We have obviously an abundance of deer. But like so And bear orgies like, now. That's all we I'm have gonna fucking, think if of. If too. we have coyotes, what stops a bear from living in a semi you know, suburb like type people, I think. Neighborhood people we yeah, hope now we hope. okay so but I, they're a little more um courageous the bears there like was deer a would run but if they're hungry like, enough though there was a follow-up to you the, might have a sandwich on them there was a follow-up
0: to the thing in ashland where they saw <laughs> the bears did you guys know that they tried unsuccessfully to capture
2: the bear no i didn't see that yeah so how did they do how did they i don't attempt know this. i don't yeah. know
0: i'm assuming they probably tried to you know shoot it with a you know a tranquilizer or something. Got a dude riding horseback. Guy's got a fucking BB gun. He's like, oh get
2: this motherfucker out right here. Get you, bear. I some, wanna get you. Some guy with Ping. one tooth in the front of his mouth. Right, right. Hey man, bears lives matter too, you fucking And he prick.
1: shot it out. Yeah. <laughs> with that BB gun. Absolutely. I was yeah. heard
2: I, I heard that the bears are trying to rape white men. The bears <laughs> is, that, is that correct <laughs> I believe that checks out, Maddie yeah, I've got I the think Google that is correct. I've yes, got yes, the yeah. Google here oh. and it's According uh. to the Google, that is correct. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was me on the button. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the bears!
0: Uh, so, if anyone about this, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another thing that I'm super excited about right now is that J.J. Abrams is going to produce a docuseries for Showtime. Well, I hope um, it's better than
2: Star Wars. Oh uh, come on, man! I thought he did good with Star Wars. I thought he did okay. Yeah, but no, he's doing it. U- he he's doing it a, out a, better. Yeah, no doubt. He's I doing
0: mean, a UFO docu series for Showtime, and th- the doc documentary promises quote shocking testimony. Damn.
2: You know, I would I would actually go see this. Well, let's go make a U turn
1: <laughs> and go back to J J Abrams.
2: Yeah. Well, what's going on with the J.J. Abrams thing? Is it? Uh, you know, are you looking uh... for the plane hitting the fucking? Wait, hold train. on. Are you still looking
1: for plane train? <laughs> hold on. Plane train in the
0: smash. <laughs> okay, I found a video of a plane on a train. Nah. Like a train transporting a plane. I don't think that counts, though, man. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm just having a little bit of Well, we're talking
2: over... about J.J. Abrams and his alien. So he's going to have like military like testimonials? of
0: the, the show will also look at what clandestine influenced the American government- Lucrative private companies and the military may have in shielding the truth behind extraterrestrial phenomena to further their own agendas and examine the history of the phenomenon through cultural and political touch points, including shocking testimony from eyewitnesses across the country. Ultimately, the project promises to confront the most enigmatic questions of all Why do we believe what we believe? And what is the elusive truth? beyond this decades-long mystery.
2: What is the truth? Aliens, bro. But I hope they don't hold mm, back. Maybe. Because sometimes when you have a guy that's involved, like J.J. Abrams, he's a big studio guy. Right. And he can be controlled by certain people. Could be. I hope he'd help, I he help. He has a vision, though. But I hope he has everything that, that is that is exposed to him to use for the film. I hope he uses it. Because sometimes they leave shit out because oh yeah. you know what? They can't they, C- the public can't handle it. Or cut it for time. Oh yeah. Just yeah. keep it in there. It's a fucking documentary. It doesn't matter how long it is. I believe that I read that
0: it's gonna be like a four yeah, it's a four part yeah. series So they got a lot of time 4 parter. He's not like Ken hold Burns back, like though. area, right? I hope so, dude. I'm excited about it. Yeah.
1: I hope it doesn't have too much like like creativeness in it and it's more info and straight to the point.
0: Yeah, instead that's, of just, like, yeah. a bunch of reenactments right. and shit. that's
1: what worries me. Like, we're going to have all these reenactments. It's going to be so creative, and that's what you're going to focus on and not the story.
2: Yeah, that's what a lot of those shows end up Hopefully, this, this documentary does a lot for that kind of world. You know, the whole, you know, UFO world. Yeah. Because they they're still looking for, like... That one docs series that's right. going to come out and just blow everyone away, yeah, and get everyone on the same page, yeah well, that's
1: what we're talking about you know lately, like with all these UFO drops, mm-hmm. like we're just waiting for that drop to hit,
2: yeah but if but we're it, not going to get it
0: you know from the government unfortunately
2: and if they're you know this this uh this you know uh, UFO or these beings whatever whatever it is they're smart because they know that we are a very, very violent you know, uh, civilization, dude. Yeah, man. We yeah. don't like anything like they had time to, they had on their way here. They had time to basically study us. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm talking at my ass. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, Hopefully
1: but. if it took them a long time to get here, then they have limited resources, but maybe
2: they were, maybe, maybe they're here the whole time during, I think deep, they were giant ocean abysses, dude. Like here's what I here. away from like Dave, where are the sonar from? and stuff like that?
1: Do you know, here's
0: what I, here's where I am with it guys. I definitely think that it's not humans. But the the biggest question for me because they've been here for a long time, these things have been happening for a long time and they don't, you know, they've had every opportunity to f- blow us all up and they haven't. So the biggest question for me then is just why? Why are they here? What's the purpose? Why what? do they
1: keep shutting down our our defenses?
0: Yeah, and dude, that's honestly like yeah, that's like a big hope that I'm holding on to, because honestly, I'm afraid we're going to blow ourselves up within our yeah. lifetime. Was
2: there a story about our defenses being shut? Oh, down? dude, it's so, it's
0: well known in the military that these things show up
1: at nuclear
0: installations and right, shut them down. Just a they couple, actually shut them down. Yes, it's just, happened just a couple, many, a couple, many times. A couple so weeks in, ago,
1: there on, was a story that come out where some wow. general said that they have actively at like. Uh, nuclear test sites and, like, like silo sites where they're stored. like yes. Where in, like, Wyoming and... Utah. Colorado, and yeah. Utah. Like, they will fly over and, like, all their systems shut down. Yeah. They can't launch anything.
2: So and they have some kind of device where it's it just power surges...
1: Stuff like that makes me wonder. Like, if if, that's kind of like a big brother, right? Coming around going, whoa, 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 what are you playing with here?
0: That's what I hope that it is. Let's shut
1: that down because you could fuck things up for the rest of us. It's the kindergarten rule of the universe, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Not only is it going to screw things up for you, but it's going to screw things up for us, too. So maybe not do that.
0: Yeah, I just posted a thing today. I thought that I had a thing, that there was a thing in there about the whole shutting down of nuclear yeah. stuff, but I guess it's a different article that I also read today. But yeah, <clears throat> they've been known to shut down our nukes. Yeah. And I have also heard that in other countries, they have done the same or the opposite.
1: They've brought the nukes online. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. Argentina released a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Here well oh, back. did they? Yeah.
2: It sounds to me that... Hmm, I didn't know that. Whoever, Check that out. Whoever they are, they're okay. trying to... They, they use this planet as a resource. They use it. For its energy, for its crop, uh, for the meat, you know, like who knows like what's being stolen as For far the as, meat, like, I hope not for the c- meat. <laughs> like for resources, why not? Definitely. definitely. I mean resources. Definitely like, resources. Like, and our planet is like so th- Is so enriched with resources. So obviously. do you think
0: maybe that's what the ones that are submerging themselves in water are doing? Like maybe I they think so. maybe they're burrowed way the fuck down into the earth and I would just... say maybe those
1: are like drones or <clears throat> or something from a bigger you know, well, a bigger ship or
2: a bigger something
1: like a mother ship. Yeah. But I like, I know, there, man.
2: there has to be like an explanation to why they live amongst us. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's been going on for a
0: long time. You have to keep an open mind. I mean, it's at least been going on since the 1940s, because we have documentation yeah. of it. But yeah. I believe, it's... based on the evidence, it's been going on for hundreds and hundreds right. of years. Well,
2: I, I mean, really. There's paintings and like yes, caves and which was... You
1: see shit like that before the 40s, you know, before modern civilization, you're going to yeah. think it's God, right? That's
0: the thing, and that's like a big theory, is like literally... Some people think that religions are based around not, you know, actual angels but yeah. beings that came from the sky right. and when you think about it yeah. it kind of makes sense. The Egyptians you know? like there's Something all kinds flying. of
2: flying trans- there's all ch- kinds of like eyewitnesses about from the Egyptians mm-hmm. just from the writings on the walls and stuff like that. Like they have these people coming out of the sky. Well yeah. and, th- and then you look at Indian tales like the
1: <clears throat> you can say it um Bhagavad uh,
0: the Bhagavad Vita uh, the Bhagavad Vita.
1: There you go. Yeah which basically tells uh, a 7- to 13-year-long war that took place in the sky, and all the gods fought flying in chariots Mm -hmm. and wiped each other out.
0: Yeah, and... And then
1: then the the leader of the the time ascended to heaven. How about that? Yeah, and
0: is it the Bhagavad Gita that actually has, like, literally, like, a diagram of one of the flying machines. Yeah, they have tons
2: of diagrams. So maybe it was, like, two different societies trying to fight over our planet. So something like that could could
1: easily be that. Or it could be, I mean, a lot of people, you know, say that it's it's aliens and stuff. But what if, just, you know, totally spitballing here, but what if there was a civilization that arose on this planet before us? Mm-hmm. Right, and they were technologically advanced, but then their civilization died off. That's exactly
0: what I maybe. think happened. But
1: there's still some of them around, maybe like the last of their kind, if you will. And maybe we yeah. just they can easily integrate with us.
0: I don't know. That's a theory. That's, That's an interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's but like, I you know. I do believe in that theory. <clears throat> That's the theory that Graham Hancock has really made yeah. popular. The whole civilizations Pre, rise, pre-civilization. Yeah. Some sort of disaster happens, which we now know the asteroid strike. Thing about right. roughly twelve thousand years ago, and that's been documented mm-hmm. in Egypt and at, in Turkey at Göbekli Tepe. Göbekli Tepe. And the yeah. scary thing about it, as I have mentioned on this show before, is that not only does it reference this, the strike around eleven thousand eight hundred years ago, but it also references a future strike mm. in uh, around the year twenty thirty. So
1: you're always going to have those, though I yeah. think. Have you a know,
0: nice day. Well, the theory is that... <laughs> fuck you, Dave. I know. The theory is that um, these things happen you know, in cycles, and when certain meteor streams pass through the Earth, right. certain years right. they are more mm-hmm. active than others. And I'm pretty sure that they have actually you know, pinned it down to the asteroid strike that happened... Roughly 12,000 years ago, they believe it was from the torrid meteor stream. So it's this certain meteor shower that happens once every year. Mm. But certain years, they're more active, so you're more likely to actually have collisions.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So. I fucking had. Prick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting over there waiting the whole time. Mm. Yeah, I know,
0: I know. He's been over there curling his it's eyebrows. Very interesting. Fucking, you fucking
1: prick. <laughs> Damn.
0: Yeah, no. I hope it's not. I ho- I yeah, hope we that's all not hope what's it's gonna not. happen. But here's the good news. We have kids. Here's the good news. Kids here's but the good what? news. You know what? Eventually,
1: that's gonna happen.
0: But here's the good news. We literally have the ability to shoot those things out of the sky. The say, question is yeah. whether or not are we going to spend the money and the resources to actually make it feasible. I, I'd I mean, like
1: to hope we would right. in a situation like that, that the world would band together and be like, you know what? We're all But here's the thing, human. dude.
0: They, these near-Earth asteroids, a lot of times they don't discover them until literally days before yeah. they pass. So a this a is something or... that you probably are going to have to plan ahead for.
1: Well, there was just one of them not too long ago that uh, was the size of Texas or some shit that just Jesus. flew by, right?
0: Yeah, we we had a, a near – and there's one that just passed by that they think is going to pass by again, and like yeah. a lot of the really crazy like evangelicals are predicting yeah, that yeah. that's going to be the one. That's... But here's the thing. The interesting thing about that is that particular asteroid coincides with the date oh, that no the kidding. Egyptians and the – folks at gobekli tepe that's cool roughly so who knows man
1: interesting yeah matt you up on your gobekli tepe no
2: i'm not <clears throat> that's why i'm just shutting up here
1: so it was it was in turkey is mm-hmm. that right
2: gobekli it tepe
1: translates... basically like a, a a mound like a hill what was it it was the lone hill or something uh, it
0: translates to pot-bellied hill
1: pot-bellied hill mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of like clay tablets and stuff and a bunch of like artifacts and come to find out it was a dude who was trying to like i think herd his goats. It was a or farmer whatever. that yeah. discovered him, yeah. And come to find out it's like the oldest civilization we've ever found. Interesting.
0: Yeah, um and the, here's the interesting thing about Göbekli Tepe is that it was intentionally buried.
1: Yeah. They got rid of it on purpose.
0: And we don't know why they intentionally buried it. Who
2: buried it though? We don't we know say? whatever civilization yeah. we don't created who they it. were. Oh wow. But they're okay. they're
1: pre-Babylon, like pre- Pre-Mesopotamian. <clears throat> so
0: the theory... Wow. So Graham Hancock's theory is this. There was an asteroid strike. The people that built Gobekli Tepe survived that asteroid strike, which is why they reference it. So his theory is that they created this... Um, purposefully so that the history would not be lost which is why they would deliberately bury it because it would preserve it it preserves it when it's buried sure so it's in pristine condition when they excavate it so that's the theory is that it was purposefully buried so that we would discover it at some point in the future pretty trippy huh
1: yeah that is trippy right there man yeah
0: freaking but, out man yeah but it makes a lot of sense man like when you it just does, start to does. connect all the dots it's uh it's fascinating yeah so
1: well and then there's also that place in China, I can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head. But it's uh it was completely they found underground caverns. Yeah. Big columns. I'm talking like like, like the statue that we were talking here a while back when we quizzed Big Philly Mike, like <clears throat> thirty some odd. It was like, you know, yeah. three, four stories high. Are you talking about the These place? underground tunnels and they were full of water and they pumped them all out and it's Yeah. You know, they don't know is artwork on the wall. They don't know who did it.
0: Um is that have anything to do with? There's another place I I believe in China like that's completely underground and they literally have
1: like an army of like statues. That was the uh, that was the first emperor's tomb, and that was kind of similar to Göbekli Tepe. So there was a a giant hill that was out there and it kind of had similar <laughs> markings, but it's a giant pyramid and it's the first emperor Emperor Wan Di's tomb, if I remember right. Wan Di's nuts. Wandi's... But, yeah, they found Terracotta, an army of Terracotta warriors ready to go.
0: And they really don't know, do they know, like,
1: what the purpose was of making... They were servants for the afterlife.
0: Okay. So he was ready to go to war. So they know that for sure, that that was what he was... Yeah, and each
1: one was unique, because each one was supposed to be made after each individual warrior that he had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn! So- they still that his tomb is still untouched. The Chinese government won't allow anyone to excavate the internal tomb. Wow! And it's rumored that inside of his tomb there's a river of mercury. You know
0: that's funny because supposedly there's rivers of mercury underneath some of the megalithic sites, like in South America. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the more far out theories. If is that, I
1: remember right, that's how they found some of the tombs, like the lowest like chambers in the Sphinx. Could be I because no, I'm not of sure. mercury. Yeah, because there's mercury down there.
0: Yeah, and so and they don't. Uh, there's a theory that they use mercury to you know power whatever technology they I, may have. You know, had. I
1: think mercury would have been used because it was <clears> it was mystical, right? It was a it, special. It's it's metal, but it's liquid. Yeah, it's trippy. Right, so you're using that in some kind of and if you put just raw mercury on your hand, it's not you're going to burn the fuck out of your hand. Yeah, you will. So it's hot, right? Is it? So it's, it's got unique properties. <clears throat>
0: I remember I had a teacher in seventh grade. Her name was Miss Enloe. She was awesome. She brought mercury into the class once.
1: That's illegal to do now. Yeah. You know? yeah. She brought
0: it in, and she didn't let us touch it or, or handle yeah, it or you anything. You can't handle it. It'll burn you. But she used, like, she had it, she, she put it onto her projector. And messed with it, yeah, so pleasure. that we could, yeah. you know, see the properties and whatnot. So,
1: I mean, why not? That stuff's magic back then, right?
0: Remember, I was telling you about my old uh, uh, college uh, English professor that was on Jeopardy mm-hmm. and won. Right, he went to that underground tomb. China, in china and he knew because i've always been fascinated by eastern by that area of the world you know because i did martial arts and i've always been fascinated by those religions and stuff and he knew that i was fascinated by that shit and he took a trip to china and japan and brought all these pictures of these places back and gave
2: them to me i still have them well there's a part in uh england actually in london the old the very first like subway systems Mm. they're all like boarded up and, and locked down but, like, paranormal investigators try to get down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old tube system. And the English government, the British government, they, they step in, man. It's like, they're like, we don't allow people to come down here. It, there's something that happened down there that they don't want. Do you think get that's
0: up. it, or do you think it's
2: just like, you know? Yeah, I don't know. But because... why, not? why not let people down there? Because it's but, not well, safe.
1: It's not safe for one, because they have the old tube system. Two, during World War II, they used the underground as as oh, that's true. as air raid shelters. So a lot of that those old true. tube stations, they're probably either caving in or yeah, not in unsafe. Well, yeah. God, I got a hair in my fucking in nose. states of disrepair. Right, in states of disrepair. Plus, the government is underground too.
0: <clears throat> yep, right. They don't you know, want us under
1: Winston there. Churchill at the time dug underground, and they have tunnels everywhere. Oh yeah. So man,
0: wouldn't you love to you know be able to take a peek at what's underneath Washington D.C.? Yeah, oh no my doubt.
1: God. Under the
2: Pentagon, right? right? Sure, under
0: the Pentagon, under like Camp David, and it goes down probably too there's like oh, you know there's a couple like of eight levels. floors, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're ready to survive if all the
2: rest of us get nuked oh i'm I'm sure it, but you'd you you have to be ready, yeah, know? of course, that's yeah. your job to be ready if right. you're the president. What's you know? the
1: ultimate spot then in the United States if somebody's like nuking people left and right where Where can you survive? It's a good question, like, brother. Would they take them to Cheyenne Mountain?
0: Yeah, I, it's funny that you say that because so. the first place that my mind went to would be like up in the mountains, right? But I don't know if that would necessarily. Mean... So, like
1: Cheyenne Mountain was an old decommissioned like nuclear facility, really, where they kept oh, missiles. And that's and why you're thinking, and it's of that. buried inside of a mountain. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you're just thinking in terms of where you can go to survive, right?
1: Sheer survivability.
0: Mm-hmm. It's amazing they found they found underground tunnels, you know, in ancient cities mm-hmm. that it boggles you. How in the fuck did these, you know, basically cave people, right. how did they create and these? And some cities? of
1: them are still up and running in, in, in England, too. Yeah, it's you know? crazy,
0: man. But I'm talking like, you know, hundreds of years ago. Well, think
1: <laughs> about Roman aqueducts that are still working. Yeah. You know?
0: They were good at that shit.
1: Yeah, I saw a picture the other day on a, on a Facebook po- uh, post, and it was uh, a Roman bath built like in the sixteen. Maybe 600 B.C., Uh I don't know, whatever, but Mm -hmm. it was still working and hungry. They were using it. It was old as shit, man. And here's this big old hungry dude just plopping his walrus ass down in the bath, having a bath.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Howard Taft could have used a bath like that. Yeah,
1: right. Right. I need a fat. I need a fat ass master <laughs> five thousand for the bath, please.
0: For those of you that don't know, Howard Taft is famously the only president to have ever gotten stuck in the White House bathtub.
1: Yes, took what four people, and then they put a new tub in. Well, I would have had to have, I All guess. Right. Yeah, it's the uh, fat was, ass master five hundred.
0: He was a rather large man. He was portly, Mr. Yes. Taft.
1: Mr. Taft was portly.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So what else, fellas? Um, you know, I mean, that's all the shit that was on my
2: mind that I specifically wanted to talk about. So, you know. Well, shout out to, uh, yeah, let's, my, get some shout uh let's do some shout out. Yeah, shout yeah. out to my sister in law, Courtney. She's been listening. What up, Thanks, Courtney? Like, last time I saw her, she's like, Matt, I want a shout out. <laughs> I heard you I heard you shout out all these other people. Yeah. I want you to give me a well, shout out. Well there it is, right there. So I was like, you know what? We'll I got get one you a shout out.
0: I want to give my homeboy uh Taylor, Taylor Zumwalt. I want to give him a shout out. What's up, Taylor? He sent me a super nice text today. And uh Taylor's Taylor's awesome, man. He he was a student of mine. Um, but he's also like a freak of nature, man. He he like he takes, like, pieces of steel and bends them in half and shit. It's pretty crazy to, to see.
1: Well, like, with his bare hands? With his
0: bare hands. He has two bare hands? That's weird. Bare hands. B-E-A-R. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, shout-out to Taylor, man. What's up, Taylor? Thanks for the love, dude. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh,
2: shout-out to the uh, Scuttlebutt Podcast. They What's like up, our, the Scuttlebutt? Yeah, our we Our little know those picture guys. of Louie up there. Yeah. And also the Coulda Killer Podcast. Yeah, you. Yeah. And, and also the... the uh, uh, Twisted Sisters uh, with uh, Twisted sister! with Jenny and Sue's uh, check them out. They liked our stuff too, and also Jennifer okay. Atkins. Thank you. It's Aaron's wife. Thanks nice. for the like. Thank and you. Also, my, my wife. My wife actually nice. liked that post. Thank you, Sarah.
1: Thanks, Sarah. We appreciate it. Thank you to uh, listener Shelley. She's always listening and commenting, commenting and giving us stuff. Thank you, Shelley. Thanks to our boy Andy Caningsfield. Uh, first state insurance agency. Yeah. Give him a shout-out. The out. homie Andy. Right.
2: Also, the uh, Jefferson City Paranormal Society.
1: Thanks to our the Jeff City Paranormal Society $5 Patreon subscribers. Our patrons. If you would like to check us out on Patreon, also, you could check us out at patreon.com slash, that's a forward slash, mm-hmm. the old 77 podcast. That's right. There you can uh, get video of the show, you can get bonus content uh, if we get a few more subscribers on there, we'll start pumping out new content for Patreon only.
0: That's right. And you know, if you're too cheap to do that, you I mean, can it's, just—it's it's only five. Bucks, not, so it's not. I mean, you got to be pretty cheap. You can be... give us
1: more if you want. Yeah,
0: yeah, I that's mean, right. We have that option. But if saying. you're too cheap to do that, <laughs> yeah. you can like just call us and
2: leave us a message. Yeah, great shout segue. Out, shout yeah. out to Sarah Ryan, uh, Michael D. Overcamp. What's up, Michael D. Mike. That's my boy, uh, Eric Mamert. Thanks for listening in. Uh, just everyone in the podcast community that too many to, to mention. To, man. I know, right? There's so many to, podcasts to help us. Um, you know, we all support. That's what's great about the podcast community, man. We all support each other. It's not right? a
1: competition, man. We could all do this. It's not.
2: Right? We've
0: officially crossed the the one thousand two hundred and fifty mark. On, uh, followers on Instagram. Oh, so, have we really? So thank you to everybody that's been listening and following us on Instagram, and you know, commenting on our posts. Well, we also, see that.
1: and on our podcast on anchor.com slash the old seventy seven podcast, we are over four point four thousand plays now.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you
2: organically growing. right? That's right. right guys. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to keep it coming. Uh, also, thank you to Last Flight Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. We love you guys. Come uh, out and you. see me there on buy July 21st. Last
1: Flight, you can put us up on the board. where the uh, You can put the old That's 77 right. up.
2: You can buy us buy a, a beer severe, out at Last man. Flight. We'll um, hook you up. My buddy Bryce Hickman and Hickman's Automotive. Check them out. Those are uh, great prices. And Bryce is a very thorough guy. He wouldn't screw you over at all. Not at all. Trust me. I I I hate those guys who always get to try to get one over on you. Bryce There's some snakes. The worst, There's man. some snakes, man. So you you got to go to somebody that you can trust. If you need someone do that. Sixty store. check them out. Absolutely. That's right. So. And guess what?
0: Yeah, we're out of time. Out of
2: time. Later, bitches. See you later, guys. Love you guys.
0: Oh yeah, we really do love you. Fucking okay. fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs>
1: the end. Right.